Hey y'all, we're Kristen and Emily. Besties who love talking about female-driven cinema. Come along for the ride as we talk about landmark films with female writers, directors, actors, and producers. We aim to highlight women's stories and the characters they bring to life on the big screen. So buckle up and join us on this female-driven journey. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Should we now start referring to our listeners as the passengers? Passengers. <gasps> yeah. 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 Let, let's all tell you right now, passengers, four of you in, <laughs> in my Hyundai Palisade. <laughs> There's only room for four more. Um, we guested on a, another podcast recently called Two, Two Chicks, Chicks Talking Talk Flicks. Talk and Flick. Shout out April and Sarah. That was so fun. Um, take a little listen if you yeah, want. Yeah, take a listen. It's, it's linked on our uh, Instagram. But they talked about, we we asked them like if they had a name for their listeners. You know, we were throwing around names and stuff. Yeah. And then they were like, well, what about you? And we were like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> there are like five people. So, <laughs> And then I was like, well, uh, drivers? I don't know. And then I think one of them, I don't remember if it was Sarah or April was like, well, what are passengers? That's kind of cute because you're female-driven. That's cute, right? Yeah, I think she passengers? rocked it. Yeah, okay. passengers. Credit, Hello, credit. passengers. Glad you're here. Yeah, let's credit the two chicks talking. Yes. Uh, Sarah and April, thank you. And then we suggested for them, like, peeps or something. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, or, well, I don't know. It was cute. Yeah. yeah it was a lot of fun. We did Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion. So do check that out. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, what a movie. That was really fun. That was, that was my first time seeing it. So yeah. I was, oh man, what a blast. Yeah, go ahead and give that a listen and, and f- like and follow yeah. Two Chicks Talking Flicks. They're a lot of fun. Yeah. And they post, I think, every Friday. They're very, re- they're very regular. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, we are not queens. <laughs> but hey, when we do drop something, it's I think it's golden. Yeah, it yeah. And we are trying now. So this was the idea I floated by Kristen was like for the next three episodes at least, including this one. We were hoping to do a summer of Judy. Yep, Judy Garland, yeah. the one, the only. Yeah. And today, Emily, what are we talking about? Today we are talking about the 1946 classic Harvey Girls, yes. which Kristen told me about years ago because I had never heard of it. Like I obviously knew who Judy Garland was and knew her from like The Wizard of Oz and A Star is Born, but I didn't know about this. And I you know, like meet me in St. Louis, but this one I didn't know about. And yeah. uh, it, it's amazing. Oh my gosh. So yeah. Funny. Don't sleep on this movie. Mm-hmm. You gotta watch it. It's a comedy musical 
Judy Garland is just peak form. Um, the costuming is incredible. Oh, so good. The ensemble is incredible. Yeah, we got lots of good stuff to talk about. Yeah. So Can I read um, a little synopsis? Please do. Okay. This is just from Google. When Susan, Bra- Susan Bradley, a.k.a. Judy Garland, mm-hmm. responded to an ad in New Mexico for a mail-order bride, <laughs> she had no idea that her would-be husband was a broken-down cowhand. She got catfished. Yeah. Instead of returning back home, she takes a job at the local Harvey House restaurant. But the new establishment faces tough resistance from the local saloon owner, a.k.a. John Hodiak, and the town's streetwise Ned. showgirl, right. M. Ned Trent. Ned Trent. Yep. And then the streetwise showgirl M is Angela Lansbury. Oh, iconic. Queen. As Susan works with the Harvey girls to win over the townsfolk, she also searches for a new love. So Emily, uh, we got to talk a little bit about what a Harvey House restaurant is. Yes. This is um, a company by Fred Harvey, and he set up restaurants all along a railroad line in Santa Fe, right? Um, or just uh, Southwest. I'm not really sure. (laughs) (laughs) And what was iconic about the Harvey houses are the waitresses there, the servers. They were young women between the ages of about 18 and 30. And they had to live up to really strict standards, including uh, the crisp black and white uniform that's so widely associated with these ladies. And what was impressive about this um, organization is that it actually gave women a chance to break out of maybe uh, their their lives back home and earn their own money, support their families, or just kind of travel and open their world up. Like, it's pretty incredible. I mean, especially for the day, um, you know, late 1800s, early 1900s. I think, Emily, like, what do you, if you were a young woman in that day, would you become a Harvey girl? I mean, I'd be open to it. Yeah. yeah? I, I, <gasps> I mean, would you? <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I don't think they want me though, because I'm not white. So <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. That's a great point, Emily. Yeah. <laughs> that was uh, problematic. They mostly hired like skinny, blonde, white women. <laughs> the, Gibson, uh, the Gibson girl. Yeah. They would have put me straight on the train to San Francisco into sex work there. Oh <laughs> my god! <laughs> I would have been tra- I would have been trafficked. Oh, <laughs> good. You know what? That's an excellent point. I did. I read an article. Let's see. Let me pull this up. Sorry, it's just a little bit of setup, and we'll dive no, into the important. film. No, it's important. I think context matters here. Yeah. Yeah. So I looked up an article from the National Park Service, actually. Ooh. Yeah, if you just Google it and find the National Park Service, there's a great couple of photos of some Harvey girls. But Mm -hmm. anyway, there were some quotes. Yeah, uh, Zeta Sharon said, I was glad I was a Harvey girl. The most important thing in the whole story of the Harvey girls is the fact it gave women a chance to move out of the lives they were locked into and to be able to be a bit adventuresome. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's they didn't just... have to get married right away if they didn't want to. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I definitely wrote down some of the lyrics to these songs where it, it refers to that of the women being like, well, if you want to get away, there's one line. It's, it's something like, uh, in this day and age, girls don't leave home. But if you get a hankering, you want to roam. Our advice to 
huge component um but let's yeah let's let's dive in so wait 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 kiki first yeah tell me maybe just to get it out of the way so this this movie came out in 1946 and it's portraying like frontier america so not Mm -hmm. everything in this passes the vibe check (laughs) (laughs) i thought maybe we just get that out of the way now so yeah i I took a few notes because um i want to keep this light and fun but i think it's important to acknowledge you know a few things so we did just mention like yeah all these girls are like these pretty white women right Mm -hmm. um but like one of the (laughs) i think the like the the text that comes on screen like the first thing i wrote it down uh in these older movies they'd have the the credits on screen first and then and then they have like a title card so it says this text comes up it says uh when fred harvey pushed his chain of restaurants farther and farther west along the lengthening tracks of the santa fe he brought with him one of the first civilizing forces this land had known the harvey girls so i was just like oh already i was like manifest destiny and it's like civilizing forces i was immediately like okay well uh." yeah granted they I think they are talking about the horny white cowboys. Yeah, right. They're also talking about, you know, like, this country has a pretty dark legacy when it comes to, like, quote-unquote civilizing. um, Right. Civilizing the the West, as it were, and moving moving West, manifest destiny, all that. So I just wanted to acknowledge that. And um, there's also, like, clearly white actors and red face in the background in this and good it was, lord yeah like, just like cartoon characters so right like i feel like they read yeah. a book about yeah like a cartoon book about native people and then they're like mm-hmm. i guess we'll just costume yeah really that like way that yeah kind of yeah. And, uh, yeah and then like uh there's one black character that speaks and he's like his whole role is just like serve and entertain yeah <laughs> his name is john henry so john like henry not everything's great I mean, it yeah. was 1946, 
So that doesn't make it right, but it makes it maybe we can understand why things like that would show up in a movie that came out in 1946. So yes, I'm so glad you mentioned that. You can understand yeah. why without saying this is okay. You can just yeah. put it like contextualizing the period, but surprisingly progressive morals in this movie when it comes to yeah. like the saloon girls, which are definitely like the saloon, I'd say those dancing girls, that's definitely an analog for sex workers because yeah. that's what mm-hmm. these saloon girls were. They don't say it outright in this, but that's that's what they're doing. The way that Judy, Susan relates to her at the end when they kind of um, come together, it's like, oh my God, why can't more people be like Judy Garland in this movie? Yes. And there's an incredible line that she says that that we'll talk about when we get there. I think you know what I'm talking about. Um, I think I do, yeah. That made me want to cry at the end. Oh my gosh. But before we get started, you know, speaking of those opening credits, you know, I we should we we shouldn't forget you know our credo of this podcast female driven. This is definitely a female driven story. There's so many women in this movie, especially for women. Came out in 1946 of this ensemble. But um, I'd like to acknowledge you know the any any women that were behind the scenes. So for a movie that came out in 1946, I was pleased to see that there were some women working you know in the crew. So we had the Technicolor oh. director was a woman named. Natalie Kalmus, this was like a huge process of shooting in Technicolor. So, oh my gosh, yeah. Shout out, um, shout out to you, Natalie. Um, the vocal arrangements were by Kay Thompson, and then this legendary queen. So, um, it unfortunately, this show isn't on anymore. Uh, this podcast was called um, Old Hollywood Realness, but mm. they covered mm-hmm. old movies and, and the costumes in them. But I noticed the name right away. It said Costume Supervised by Irene. Yeah, so just one this one legendary name. queen. So cool. not to be confused with Irene Sheriff, uh, another legendary costume designer. This was she went by Ar- Irene, just Irene. That's that how is so dope. Joke. But she like, was an on. actress known as her real name was Irene Maud Lentz, and she started off as an actress and she turned into a fashion designer and a costume designer. She was known <laughs> mononymously and professionally as Irene. Just Ooh, gives me chills. Yes. Yeah. So she worked as a designer in Los Angeles and she uh, led to her career as a costume designer in the 30s. And she also worked under the name of Irene Gibbs. What a, she was a total badass. If you yes. Google her, she's fierce as hell. That's um, so cool. She, she and Irene uh, Sheriff were both amazing. And then so she was the supervisor and the costumes were credited to Helen Rose. Helen Rose. What so, a great name, too. Like, yeah. And then that might have been her professional name as well. Yeah. Uh, Helen Rose. It's like Judy's Golly. name. That's right. Yep. <laughs> so. She was born Francis Gum and yeah. Judy yeah. Garland. Yep. Judy Garland. So, but definitely wanted to shout out our ladies. And I'm so um, glad you did. Yeah. Okay. So we got kind of the housekeeping a little bit out of the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kiki, do you want to start? Do you want to start off this movie? Do I ever? Yeah. I, oh my God. Okay. One last little preface. This mm-hmm. was one of my favorite movies growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just really nostalgic for me to watch and oh yeah I'll talk more about it along the way so please do, please do. yeah the you know the opening credits or backdrop you know the the train the yeah. at- Atchison Topeka and the Santa Fe and yeah. then just gorgeous scenery and um it's the opening screen. it's a green screen of Monument Valley <laughs> oh, amazing <laughs> and of course there's no more badass way to open this film than having Judy mm-hmm. sing a solo on the back of a train. When white clouds come sailing 
I know. The fan is blowing on her to look like wind. It's fluttering. It opened. You're just like, it opened. I was just like, I love Judy Garland. It just yeah. opened. She's just, it. oh my God, I love her so the, much. The camera work in this film is amazing because yeah. it starts, you know, up in the clouds and she's singing about the clouds. Oh. It pans down to Judy. She's so good. Ah, she, you know, she was tiny, but she was so powerful tiny. on the screen. And what, um, we have to talk about the fits. Yeah, oh, about, oh, she's yeah, wearing like yeah. a green dress and she's got, or no, no, blue. And then blue. she's got a little green ass, ascot on. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, oh, the costumes of this movie Gorgeous. are so amazing. She, and it's yes. like, a, like kind of like a Gibson girl style. It, it would be more like, uh, yeah, like a gilded age, almost like the pointed shoulders. It's like late yep. 19th century, but all the women are so snatched in this movie. They Seriously. Look, they look the- so good yeah. yeah their fit game is seriously oh, like almost unparalleled I would say it really was when you watch I'm like, oh, yeah costume just down amazing. to the like furthest person in the background yeah, like they all look amazing yeah yeah, the yeah Judy's looks- got a, mm-hmm. a braid crown going and her hair is high as the heavens this gorgeous auburn like yeah like brunette. the Gibson girl like the big yes. hair it's, and it's all one continuous shot like yeah. oh boy she's, she's iconic she's yeah iconic. do you think she was I don't know enough about Judy but do, did she sing on set or did she just lip sync I want to know it looks like lip sync to me yeah um like but I I haven't confirmed that I mean they they would always they would always use the recorded track from the studio but I wonder if on the set she's sang or if she's oh, like maybe. they probably did do so many takes though so probably not mm. I had to guess but it, sometimes when she does that Judy Warble where you can she, you can see when she's singing because you can see the yeah. her vibrato happening so I'm like her vibrato. Might have been really singing and I know in some of her stuff she would do when she was having a good day she could do one take and like oh my gosh and do it like yeah I think, I think in Summerstock it was one take that you know shout hallelujah shout hallelujah come on get happy I think she did in like one take wow yeah. She had to memorize so much choreography for this film. Yeah. I, I'm just impressed and yeah. amazed by it. But mm-hmm. yeah, so we, we go into the interior of the train and you know, we've got our green screen in the background <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. we're introduced to the Harvey girls. These are a bunch of young women from all around the country. They're joking around. Um, but yeah, like you said, like snatched to the stars. Yeah. <laughs> These gorgeous yeah. dresses. Beautiful. Yep. And they're all kind of plain. I think uh, that's important to mention because like their, their dress game elevates along the way. Um, so I think it's more like they haven't started their adventure yet. Um, and there's a cook with them. Let me look up that yeah. actor's name because she's Marjorie so Maine. Marjorie Maine. Oh, her raspy smoker's voice. Her name is, her, her name is Sonora Cassidy. <laughs> She's a drag queen. Oh, amazing. <laughs> and she was in, um, so yeah, she was a, a legendary character actress, Marjorie Maine, but she was also in Meet Me in St. Louis with Judy. She played, was Kate, she really? She played Katie Maid, but yeah. Okay. And she was born, I looked it up, she was born in 1890. Holy cow. She was around kind of during this time in history. Wow. Yeah. She would have been alive, you know. Oh my gosh. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we have what's her name, Miss Dill or something like Ms. that. Miss Bliss. Miss Bo- Miss Bliss. <laughs> how to get Dill out of that? 
Miss Swift is the head bitch in charge. Yeah, she she's is. so awesome. She's got like a tie. Everyone mm-hmm. looks so good. And there's that absolute queen in the pink. She's wearing like <laughs> pink polka dots. I think her name's Ethel. And uh-huh. she's wearing like a huge hat and tool and <laughs> and she's demonstrating how to serve coffee and she's like I'm conscientious Connie <laughs> oh she was so funny Total she's queen. like oh your coffee's weak let me put it on this chair Table and let it rest. rest for a while yeah. <laughs> queen everyone is ah. and, and they're so nice because Judy's hungry and she oh, gives her yeah. sandwich to the little girl I'm like, yeah look at all these Women, like first the screen opens, there's like 30 women on screen, not something you see often in older movies. And they're right. all nice to each other. It's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> they're not, yeah, like all those tropes, you know, when women are together, it, yeah. it passes the Bechtel test. For they're very sweet. Sure. They're like, yeah, oh, well, I've already tried it. I don't, I don't need the sandwich. Are you sure? And, and they're <laughs> like trying to give her the food without embarrassing her because yeah. she's hungry. It was so sweet. And, um, they kind of start getting to know each other and Judy's yeah. character reveals that she's on her way to get married. <laughs> and they're like, oh, what's he like? Does he have blue eyes? She's like, yeah. Does he have brown eyes? She's like, yeah. They're like, wait, <laughs> what is it? And she one finally reveals, Emily, that- She's like, one she- of each. And then she's like- <laughs> Oh, yeah, one of each. <laughs> and then she's like, actually. <laughs> uh, I answered- a bride ad in like the newspaper and called it the lonely hearts club oh yeah and so she's writing back and forth with this man and they basically fall in love over their letters and she's Mm -hmm. kept all of them she's reading the girls some of the letter and it's just this gorgeous poetic yeah writing right yeah yeah um let me see the name the name of the man she thinks she's going to marry is H.H. Hartsey Esquire. This is really funny. <laughs> well, it ends up being funny. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, she's got a big old white wedding dress. She's so excited to start yeah, this new dress. adventure. Um, and and so meet, we, 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 we also meet <laughs> Alma from Ohio in this sequence. Alma from Ohio. Yeah. Okay. Chris and I talked at length about this and we mentioned it on when we recorded with the Sarah in April about in movies when people are like I'm so ugly (laughs) and you're like you're really hot (laughs) you're like the most stunning creature under the sun so the actress is Virginia O'Brien and she's like god damn she is stunning stunning. and she and she's like um she says something like I wrote into a lonely hearts club once and with she's like I sent my picture to I sent my picture to a lonely hearts club once they send it back, marked, we're not that lonely. <laughs> Such a great joke. Fucking oh. But she's this tall, gorgeous woman. I'm like, this, yeah. what's happening? Right. Like, yeah, she, uh, like, she yeah, doesn't look much different. So, like, the three kind of main girls, our main girls are Judy, who plays Susan Bradley. And then there's her two besties, um, Alma from Ohio, played by Virginia O'Brien, and then Sitch fucking Cherise. Ah, yes. Who is probably, Power the, icon. probably the hottest person oh uh, my gosh. in in the world. I mean, she <laughs> like, like she Yeah, Sid Cherise. If you don't know who she is, she's this amazing dancer. And mm-hmm. this was her first speaking role, actually. <gasps> really? Yeah. She was known for her dancing, but she, I mean, she danced in uh singing in the rain, and she she did this movie. I'm I, I want to say it's called like leaving Las Vegas, mm. but 
she's the hottest person that <laughs> I've seen on film. Like her, her dancing. She doesn't, she doesn't do sexy dancing in this, but her legs, holy shit. Like yeah. it, look, I, I recommend look up Sid Charisse. It's C-Y-D and her last name Charisse. Um, but C-H-A-R-R-I-S-S-E. But she mm-hmm. really was so stunningly gorgeous and amazing dancer. But yeah, there's a number uh, I highly recommend. Uh, you can find it on YouTube, but it's her dancing this really long piece, but like Sammy Davis Jr. is singing the words. It's called Frankie and Johnny. Oh, okay. Yeah, because she's she is the sexiest woman you'll Gosh. ever see dancing. Yeah. But legs part, a mile long. Yeah. But the point yeah. was, was that like Virginia O'Brien looks a lot like her. And she keeps being like, I'm so ugly. I'm like, you look like Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and and they're both like, because I wanted to see like how tall were these women? Because Judy was 4'11". Yeah. So she was so small. And I was like, is that why everyone looks so tall? But they were actually really tall. So I think mm. Sharice was like 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, um, Angela Lansbury was 5'8". And they're all in heels. So they look okay. like especially tall next to Judy Garland. Yeah. She has to yeah, look up. She's like always to... looking up. She's <laughs> yeah. like a tiny little frame. And she's, oh, she's so adorable. Such a doll. Yeah. But. Um, oh yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, that's the power trio that we're going to be looking at yes. in this film. So uh, yeah. oh, we'll no. talk about each of them and they each kind of have their solo moments. Yeah. Ooh, it's so good. Yeah. But yeah, so we go into the town and Fred, the Fred Harvey signs getting put up on the yeah. Harvey house. And that's where we meet Judge Purvis. He's riding by, you know, on his horse and he's like, oh, it's kind of too is, bad. And he is a Purvis. <laughs> Yeah, it fits him. He's kind of this corrupt judge in the town. And yeah, every, so basically the dynamic of the town is they don't want the Harvey girl house. Mm-hmm. They why? want, why was that? Why Kristen tell us? Well, we have the saloon called the Alhambra and business is booming out there. All of the white cowboys in the town want to spend their money and their time in this saloon. Yeah. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, the, the set of the saloon is awesome. It really is. Yeah. It's got these like, you know, velvet drapes, um, all of this polished wood. Been, yeah, they wouldn't have wanted windows because you can't <laughs> write. And yeah, I think they probably use that set for a number of Westerns. It's mm-hmm. same thing with the town. Like when you pull up to the town, there's this really great wide shot of there's an old West town, but it looks like a matte painting in the background. Over yeah. There. I'm like, did. I tried finding out where they shot this. I couldn't find it. Oh, if I had to bet, it'd be like in Burbank, you know. I was like, just say some kind of lot. Yeah, they know. probably yeah. got it where they did. Because like in the 40s and 50s, Westerns were like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <gasps> That's a great comparison. Yeah, they yeah. were like, Westerns were the shit. Like everyone yeah. was able to see what, and they were on TV and movies. And it was like that and musicals. That was mm-hmm. like the thing then so I think they probably used this set for a lot a lot of yeah. the TV, TV shows and different movies and same thing with that yeah that saloon I'm like they oh, probably yeah. use this in other movies because it's pretty elaborate yeah it's large and I think even excuse me even in the opening scene of the town cowboys are driving cattle through it like live cattle yeah. it's just like in the background yeah. <laughs> it's amazing like, uh, this? yeah yeah and so yeah, we're going in the saloon. We're watching everyone have a good time. And then Angela fucking, fucking Lansbury. She is 
so hot in this. <sighs> she's in this gold sparkly oh, dress. She's so good. She's oh singing. Yeah. She's singing. Oh my she, gosh. I couldn't believe how hot she was in this. Like it, it was, was insane. Like, it was like it was like in Titanic when when old Rose is like <laughs> when they find the they they find the, the drawing and then her her grand her her granddaughter is like nana is this you and she's like yes dear wasn't i a dish <laughs> like that's, <Angela laughs> that's the energy here yeah like i always when i think of angela lansbury i think of somebody who's been like 85 for like her entire life yes it was you know jb fletcher oh which i love <laughs> that show but holy shit she's so hot in this she, oh I, gosh. she is so young i think she was like 19 she's like five eight blonde beautiful legs i was like yeah. oh my god she's a she's a snack <laughs> yes she is and yeah. i wanted to ask you emily yeah. does it seem like is it someone else singing or is that i don't Angela? think that's her yeah. it doesn't seem like it's her it doesn't sound like her yeah. I, don't think, yeah I was thinking i don't think she did her own singing but she could sing but yeah for whatever reason yeah sometimes they would dub people who actually could sing because they just yeah didn't they didn't cough like cough west side story cough cough yeah <laughs> yeah they dubbed uh Russ Tamblin in that, I think. Yeah. But even though he could hit the note, and like Rita Moreno did Rita most Moreno. of her own, she did most of her own singing. They did dub her for like some of it. Natalie Wood, they dubbed. Yeah. Um, but that was a thing back then. Yeah. They yeah. Were. Yeah. And so Angela's singing her heart out, locking eyes with a man, <laughs> and which is the luckiest man in the whole West, right? Because Angela Lansbury's hot for him. <laughs> Oh, because her name is in the presence of a legend, and her name is M. I was like, her "Oh, girl, M. yes, M." Goes <laughs> by one name as well. Oh gosh, <laughs> yeah. So she's singing her heart out, and at the piano is a character that sticks around in the film. Oh yeah. Let's see. His Terry. character name is Terry O'Halloran, Terry. played by Kenny Baker. Terry. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so she's singing to this man it's ned trent this is the owner of the alhambra yep and m is kind of like uh the boss of all the ladies um head bitch in charge head bitch in charge at 19 and, <laughs> yeah. yeah people people just carried themselves differently then i would oh never gosh. i would have thought she was 30 like right. she looks and carries herself heavy makeup um red lips yeah and she has this arched brow oh she she looks so good she just her character is so confident in her own skin so to die for oh gosh and, and she when, doesn't take crap from anybody and, and then when the when the the, the piano guy what, terry or what's his name terry yeah terry. terry's like oh like she finishes her little number and then ned trent is says something like Hey, that's a pretty good number. It's new. Terry taught it to me. Good work, Terry. Thanks, Mr. Trent. It's really M's voice that puts him over. My boys? <laughs> He's so young. <laughs> Terry's like, well, M really, really elevates it with her voice. And then mm. she says something like, my voice? You're young. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, have you seen me, bitch? Like, <laughs> I know. She's self-aware. Yeah, men are coming here to hear me sing. They're coming yeah. here to look right. at me. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but it's really... Yeah, she's she's bad. She's a bad bitch. And oh, then later, yeah. like, it's annoying. I mean, I'm not surprised, but Ned is like, they're talking about Ned goes over to the judge or some guy. I think it's a judge, but he like goes to talk to him about the Harvey girls coming, and M follows him, 
and he yeah. basically tells her like shut up you're a woman yeah like, like this is my business whatever but she's like no like listen to me <laughs> yeah I know she's yeah like his intellectual equal but he definitely dismisses her when she tries to like be like yeah listen to the judge right like yeah we're gonna go out of business you dummy yeah. <laughs> we are and he's like it's not a threat blah, blah, blah. And yeah like, no dumbass <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah like this is a threat you need to take seriously and, and it matters to her because that's her livelihood so yeah and, and so then we have mr hh <laughs> hartsey ah. run into the saloon and He's this crusty cowboy. And, uh, he's like, like she's coming on the noon train, and and you know, Trent is is that his name? Trent? I keep forgetting. His name is Ned Trent. God, like, people just okay. call him Trent. Mr. Trent. Mr. Trent. He's all confused. Like, what? What do you mean? And he's like, yeah, the girl. <laughs> I'm gonna get married today, and and oh my god, Mr. Trent's like oh shit, like all the that was he's a been, joke. Yeah, yeah, he's been writing these letters. On behalf of H.H. Hartsey. As a joke, I guess. I guess. But I think his heart was in it. Like he, but he just assumed whoever was coming was going to be like this ugly hag, which was like pretty crappy. Um, But he's like, okay, don't worry. Like I'll meet her at the train. I'll pair to just get back on the train and go home. Go back to Ohio. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, Angela, AKA M, you know, she gets all into it. She's like, guess what Hartsey's getting married I'm buying champagne for everybody oh, like this her. killer boss move yeah and so oh, then and Emily another, wait another funny thing she does is like when when Ned's talking to the judge or something she and they're of course ignoring her because she's yeah. a woman and a saloon girl so she's she like goes over and she's like trying to give her input and she goes what are you doing admiring each other's eyes <laughs> <laughs> so good yeah that was a great line let's see how they they start they start a singing like the the main headliner number title song oh it's it's a big big one oh yeah they spent i think the most money on this on this song i was wondering how long it must have taken because they had hundreds of actors uh, and like how many takes did it take how long did it take a couple of weeks to shoot this and there's a train like there's a moving train yeah um yeah do you want to tell us a little bit about this emily about the number they sing yeah and like the costumes choreography, oh yeah sure. i've got a heart seat goes out and <laughs> i mean there are cowboys wearing silk askets it's it's, it's fabulous <laughs> i was like those yeah. cowboys are gay <laughs> i yeah. don't know why they're so excited for the women but it's del- it was delightful yeah yeah. And, then, yeah and then i mean there are hundreds of, of actors in this and it's yes. amazing what they did um, and yeah, there's choreography and there's, yeah, there's people dangling off a moving train. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ray Bolger shows up. So Ray he's, Bolger. He, he's the scarecrow in Wizard of Oz and it's very sweet. And he and Judy yeah. dance together later and it's amazing. <sighs> um, but yeah, they're just singing about the train line, the Atchison, Topeka, Zen Fane. It's the catchiest thing you'll ever hear. I think I'll enter, I'll put some clips from the movie in while oh, we're great. doing it. But I mean, you'll be singing it all day. Well, this calls for a celebration. Hey, everybody! Hey, Archie's going to be married this afternoon. I'll treat to champagne. Here's to H. H. Hartsey, 
and his rosy happiness coming in on the Atchison, Topeka, and the Santa Fe. <laughs> That whistle down the line I figure that it's engine number 49 She's the only one that'll sound that way On the Atchison, Topeka and the Santa Fe See the old smoke rising round the bend I reckon that she knows she's going to meet a friend Folks around these parts get the time all day From the Atchison, Topeka and the Santa Fe she comes. Yeah. So good. Um, and, and then, <laughs> then the, the train stops. The cowboys sing about how horny they are. Uh, <laughs> this is a horny movie, it really. It is, is. It's very horny. And and then the women all come off, and they all. <laughs> this is the best part. <laughs> when they all introduce themselves. <laughs> okay, so yeah. So Alma from Ohio gets a badass intro and she's like, I'm uh, what something I'm Alma from Chillicothe. Uh, my le- middle name is what? It, it, oh, God, what was it? Something. Yeah, something oh. goofy that oh, rhymed. She's such a bad badass. And then there's a woman that was like, I was born in Paris. I was, I was raised, raised in, in Paris. Paris. I was buried in Paris. And then <laughs> three other girls come in and they're like, Paris, Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> And then my two favorites that we are definitely going to, I'm just going to screenshot and we're just, this is going to become a thing for us. (laughs) (laughs) And they're, they're also hot. All the women are hot. They come forward and they're like, we're (laughs) like, Kristen, I can't. (laughs) 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 Wait, when I saw this, they're like, (laughs) we were two school moms from Grand Rapids, Mish. (laughs) (laughs) because that's i said Kristen. that's it's, it's us it's us yeah we're, we're, we're from, from michigan grand rapids michigan yes <laughs> and i i was dead i was like that's definitely us right now oh my god yes <sighs> we come from dubuque iowa that's where the tall 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 corn grows we come from louisiana where the mississippi flows was a lily and Russell of Cherryville, Kansas, but they never gave me a chance. I finished high school in Providence, Rhode Island, and Providence, Rhode Island is where I learned to dance. Oh, I'm from Chillicothe, Ohio. My middle name's Hiawathe, Ohio. I'm gonna get the gold in them thar hills, so I said goodbye, oh, Ohio. We were school marms. Grand Rapids, Mish, but reading, writing, arithmetic were not our dish. I was born in Paris, I was raised in Paris, went to school in Paris where I met a boy. I was married in Paris, almost buried in Paris, but I finally left Paris. Paris, Illinois. It's the best. It's the best. But I don't think we really, we don't meet uh, Sid Teresa's character yet. I don't think we meet her. I think she talked, really? she said something on the train, but she didn't give her name. But she oh, her name's okay. Deborah. Her yeah, Deborah. Deborah Andrews, that everyone introduces themselves. I think, like, oh, um, uh, not Miss Bliss, but Marjorie Maine. Sonora Cassidy, she sings and she's great. And Yeah, her voice <laughs> is something else. 
she's very husky, good. gravelly, like rough and sassy. And so, yeah, because yeah. if she was born in 1890, this movie came out in 1946, she would have been like 56 here. Yeah. And I, I like yeah. that. Yeah. She's a, you know, mm-hmm. an older woman, but had so much power and, and Miss Bliss. Oh, they're so Ms. Bad. Bliss. They are badass together. And, uh, lesbian power couple (laughs) (laughs) and and then like um oh yeah we didn't maybe we should talk about how old everyone well not everyone but judy is 23 here she was yeah (gasps) she was like 23 or 24 when it was shot because she was she was born in 1922 Mm. so she would have been then they you know they shoot sometimes they'll shoot a film years before like a year before it comes out so she was probably like 23 when wow. isn't that amazing <laughs> My yeah. what a performer it's such yeah a i looked age. it up Wiz- wizard of oz came out in 1939 so she would have been like 16 or 17 wow. uh and then after that the okay um meet me in st louis was 1944 ziegfeld follies 1945 harvey girls 1946 wow yeah she was on fire um, yeah but yeah, so young I just can't believe how young this woman was she just has this huge presence and yes and I'm like can you imagine shooting a number with Judy Garland oh my like, god being on the same set with Judy Garland yes yeah oh. when when Judy get, gets off the train they build up to it where they oh. kind of pan across everyone and they're all have this like heartwarm smile on their face oh my god. and they're all waiting and then Judy steps out and it's oh. just like boom it hits you in the field oh, so hard no one like her no one like her what a lovely trip i'm feeling so fresh and alive and i'm so glad to arrive it's all so grand it's to see you don't need a palace to feel like Alice in Wonderland back in Ohio And they're in a fictional, I think it's fictional because I looked it up and nothing came up <laughs> as it being real, Sandrock. Oh, it's, really? It's supposed okay. to be in Arizona because yeah. they reference Flagstaff, like being a couple hours north or they say something like it's a couple hours north or south Flagstaff. I'm like, oh, they're in Arizona. <laughs> right. I know. Yeah. I thought of you when they were yeah, talking like, about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, mining, it's a mining town. Um, and uh, Kristen, I guess, like, seriously, Tinder has existed in some form forever because that's <laughs> what happened. Like, when we did portrait again, talking about portrait, oh, yeah. sending a portrait to someone. Right. I mean, that's what, except she got catfished by this guy. So, <sighs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So the, <laughs> the so musical good. number ends and then we got our heart seat. You know, he's like, oh, he's like, oh, gosh, kind of, kind of <laughs> guy. Yeah. Um, but, but really sweet. And so he th- <laughs> Emily, he thinks it's that Marjorie funny. Maine is his girl. And he's excited. Yeah, he's like, oh, hell yeah. And he goes up and just like 
plants. What's one. it called? A smacker? Yeah. Plants <laughs> on her. Gives her her face smooch. is so funny when her face is so funny when he first looks at her and he's like, hee hee, and she just looks at him like, like who the hell are you? Like, Hi, <laughs> and then he comes over and just like, yeah, plants on her. She slaps the shit out of it <laughs> with her handbag. She's just like, oh, it's so oh, funny. My gosh. It's so you know what? Okay, I you know what? What does she call like, him? Hold on, I gotta. Oh, yeah, you pull it up. Yeah, you rambunctious coyote. I'll teach you. <laughs> She's just <laughs> beating the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I. You know what really confused me? Why? Why doesn't he want to marry Judy? Is it because she thinks he's too? He thinks she's too good for him or something? I thought it was because like it's just not his type. Like. She's beautiful. I mean, like, right. She's excited about Marjorie Maine. Like, <laughs> is it just because she seemed like this husky, tough too, broad? I don't know. Well, and then like Judy was too too young. Too she's like a little doll. Like, yeah. I don't know. I was like, why isn't he excited to marry Judy? I don't <laughs> get it. Yeah, I wasn't sure either. Um, but yeah, they they see each other and they're both like, oh. It's weird. Hi. <laughs> he tries to talk him out of it, and then he tries to talk her out of it by being like, she's like, remember, this is whatever, 1896. So she's like, well, I suck at housekeeping, and I'm a really bad cook. And he's like, I chew tobacco, and what else is he saying? Gamble. Gamble. Drink. And they're both finally like, okay, cool, we both don't want to do this. <laughs> they're both relieved. They're both relieved. Um, and then hope this is this is also amazing when all the harvey girls see the hot women on the balcony (laughs) (gasps) oh yes the whole gang is up there on the balcony you know angela lansbury and her gang showing all the skin like they're like bustiers they're showing their knees yep yeah showing bright colors and that would never would have happened back then like these like the women weren't allowed to leave so i i like quote unquote ladies weren't allowed in saloons Mm -hmm. um men were allowed in and obviously the sex workers in there were allowed in but yeah uh, they wouldn't have been like showing themselves in the public but um yeah this is like the family friendly yeah (laughs) portrayal Um, of ladies reminded me Kristen, like of this movie that's like it was an independent french film that came out a while ago probably like 10 years ago Mm -hmm. adele was in it but yes um but it's called, I'm not going to attempt it in French. It's called the House of Tolerance. Oh, okay. So these were brothels, bordellos, yeah. but they were tolerated by the French government. So they were mm. called Houses of Tolerance. So okay. it was illegal. Um, but these women that, that lived there, that worked there, could not leave the house. Jeez. They couldn't. They couldn't. Like, they could do it maybe once a month, like, around, and then they could have a day outside where they could just not work. And But they really couldn't leave like they weren't mm-hmm. supposed to be seen and it's just like I mean that yeah the hypocrisy and the double standards like you can see it right. here it's fine for these men to come and go and have sex with these women and have you know public lives and be respected right. you know by their communities but not the women right right so, like the yeah. men can freely in between both spheres but like the saloon girls can't so yeah like, okay well I mean that's the kind of the morality issue at the heart of the harvey girls like yeah, yeah. they're they had strict hella strict rules it's almost you know it's the same side of a coin like mm-hmm. the kind of the illusion of freedom in some ways yeah. uh but yeah thanks for bringing that up that's a, a really good point 
Yeah. yeah. So that, I mean, there's going to be a rivalry between these two groups. I was like, this um, is the hottest rivalry. Like, this is the one <laughs> I want. It's hot ass saloon girls versus like Harvey girls. <laughs> and the I, one woman. I'd watch that. I'll illustrate it, but there's one girl. So they're all like staring. They're like slack jaw, like, oh. And then, yeah. and then like Miss Bliss is like, come on, come on, girls. And then there's this other woman. She like goes off frame. Like, this is her. She like goes off frame. <laughs> and then she goes like, <laughs> and then Miss Bliss is like, get, get over here. And she pushes her. She's, She's like, like Go on, one more look at the hot women. And I was like, yeah. you get off. Like, <laughs> yes. And then they have to go in their, their boarding house. Um, yep. Oh, and, oh, and Judy, wait, so she's what? she's talking to Heartsey and she's like, that's when Heartsey tells her, like, oh, I didn't write the letters. And she's like, come again. <laughs> Excuse me. And she's like, oh, yeah, it was Mr. Trent. I think he kind of thought it was a joke. And she's like, excuse me, I came all uh, the country for this. 2,000 yeah. miles for a joke? Yeah. And she's like, where can I find this, Mr. Trent? Yeah. She storms into the saloon. Which, yeah, he's like, you can't go in there. You're a, <laughs> a lady, right? And so yep. like, I don't give a fuck. And she mm-hmm. like storms right through the swinging doors and he's like completely dismissive of her and <gasps> he doesn't like, even look up at her yeah he's m, the- m is there and she kind of follows yeah. this is my fan fiction one true parent <laughs> 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 no it really is m and, and m and susan gorgeous like, I, so much, I thought of that too there's so much tension between them like mm-hmm. so much and like there's the tall blonde and like the adorable little short judy i was like yeah this is goals. This is, this is the OTP. Like, mm-hmm. And she like follows her. She, you know, Emma, I'm like, this is sexy. Like, I'm just like, follows yeah, her. she kind of like stalks like a stalks cat. Her. She Sen- her. Sensuous yeah. and sinuous. It's, it's and, hot. Ooh. It's very hot. It's yeah. And then she follows. She's scoping her out. Yeah. Follows Susan's checking her out. And yeah, like Ned Trent is gambling and she's like, well, you know, she's pissed. She's like, how you, she calls him like a, you down dirty yellow dog. Or yeah. Something. Yeah. And she he, doesn't hold back. She's yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. Like and that was really messed up. Yeah. He stands up and then he notices that she's adorable and like, yeah. yell at her. you can see it on his face. You know, he's like taking it back. He looks her up and down. Like, he's like how can you be the girl? That- <laughs> yeah. And oh, Kristen, oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you remember our conversation? I didn't come up with this, but a long time ago, weren't we watching some dumbass Hallmark movie? And and it was like all these generic white men, and we were like, "Is he tall? No, wait, is he hot or just tall and white?" Yes. <laughs> so what? What? Where do you stand on <laughs> Oh God, I'm so. Oh, that was so funny. Is he hot? We're just tall and white. white. Where do you stand on Ned Trent? Is he hot or is he just tall and white? Well, I, you know, everything is kind of colored by my, my youth, right? You know, I saw this a bunch of times as a kid and Mm -hmm. I always saw him as this old guy, right? Like, um, with a little like, tiny mustache. He's like 25. He's like, I was like, that, I was just like, meh, but I like the romance, you know, that that happens in the story but I think now looking at him I think he's kind of a looker he's, I, handsome. he's not bad yeah he's handsome, and he's like one of the few men I've seen on screen in an old movie or otherwise like he kind of makes the mustache work he of. does agreed he's a handsome man mm-hmm. and he has like green eyes you know yeah these light 
colored eyes yeah, he's and very he wears handsome. these suits. And... Yeah, the actor was John Hodiak, and mm-hmm. but I remember being like, is he hot or is he just hot? <laughs> <just> hot? <laughs> Can't tell. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, he doesn't have a like you know some of the star power that I think well, others had in the day, but yeah, he's as very. Um, expressive face that i i appreciated his performance but yeah but yeah he's stunned i don't think many women like really other than m like really stood up to him yeah and so he follows her out into the street and Mm -hmm. he's like what you know what the hell is going on here yeah and he so he makes the connection like oh you're you're the girl I was writing to. You're Susan Bradley. It's like Cyrano, but he's the hot one. <gasps> yeah. For the, Which, the homely man. P.S. Cyrano with uh, Peter Dinklage. Uh, did you, I think, Emily, you were just like, what the hell is this? Yeah, and, I was like, what's the a musical? Fuck? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that was interesting. Anyway. It was um, Joe Wright. So he, he's like, Joe Wright swings big. <laughs> I like that. And yeah. it's either like, usually it's either it's either a hit or it's a big miss. Yeah. And I think that one is a big miss. But which was such a shame because Peter wow. Dinklage is so talented. Um, yeah. He's got the star power. But anyway. Um, but yeah, she uh Judy gives this great parting line, something about how like take these letters and I hope you choke on them too. And yeah, I hope you choke on them. <laughs> and it's like it's like the Judy delivery where she gets kind of like <laughs> warbly. Uh-huh. You know, it's like the class. It just, I mean, it sounds like Liza Minnelli. That was her daughter. Yeah. But yeah. they sound like when they get worked up and the way she speaks, I hope you choke on them. That was really good, Emily. Yeah. yeah it's, it's like classic Judy. Oh, yeah. Oh, wouldn't you love it if I went back to Ohio? Me and all the other nice girls who came out here today. Well, they won't. No matter what you and all the other cutthroats do, they won't and I won't. Now, you listen to me. If anybody leaves here, it's going to be you, you and your kind, men who run gambling palaces and and send lying letters to girls and sell a lot of liquor to drunkards. Before we're finished with this town, you're going to have to swallow every one of those pretty letters you wrote, and yes, I hope you choke on them, too! I love her and he's like love struck <laughs> yeah he's grinning at her and, and she she started away, she, she but then she's like oh crap and she left her suitcase so she has to like stand <laughs> back get her suitcase and she goes up to the harvey house and she's like you got yourself another mm-hmm. harvey girl yeah harvey girl yeah <laughs> and she's yeah, she's like i didn't come two thousand miles for no damn reason mm-hmm. like I wanted to see the Wild West and I'm here and I'm not because yep. he offers her money to go back to Ohio. And she's like, yeah. no, bitch. Like nope. I came out here because I wanted to be that. So yeah, that, I like that part of her motivation was, well, I think it was her motivation. This She doesn't know this guy. She's like, I want to yeah. get out of Ohio. She wanted to get out of, out of Dodge. Out of yeah. Ohio. Yeah. And she's like, break out of here. So it wasn't about like the, the man. She's like, I yeah. don't give a shit. Like I just wanted to. I wanted to come out here and I'm here now. So yep. you got yourself another Harvey girl. Yeah. She was committed to the adventure. And yeah. then we move into the third musical number <gasps> I love of the line. film. I love this one. Oh my gosh. Um, lots of cutscenes, you know, going back and forth. It's basically, you know, the training of the Harvey girl. The train like, must be fed. The train the must, must be fed. Be fed. <laughs> Oh, and you see the snatched girls in their black oh, they look so good they do yeah. they have the black shirt waist yep oh, they and look big white bows in their hair piled yeah. a mild high 
And, yeah. you know, the tables have these crisp white tablecloths and white dishes. And, and then there's that shot from below the table. Oh. There's a glass. So it's like very Busby Berkeley, but you see all the women like leaning over the table as if it's the table, but you're yes. through it. Like it's you're, you're the table, like you're looking up and. Yeah, and it was like, one of the most impressive shots of the yeah, whole film. It was yeah. great. And I was like, ah, I love these. I was like I was watching it going, I miss movies like this. Me too. Like. Oh, there's the high styling and everything. The ensemble, it's like so good. Perfection in the dining room, perfection in the dorm. We even want perfection in the Harvey uniform. Stout black shoes to keep a sense of humor. Please confine your underwear to camisole and rumor. Black shirt waist, cuffs neat and trim. The apron must be spotless from the collar to the hem. The apron must be spotless and must have the proper squirrel. That's the first requirement of a Harvey girl. Yep. And uh, so they're all singing and they get their first train coming in, you know, t- the train must be fed. Right. Be yeah. And so the manager of the house, he's ringing the gong, getting the people in, but <laughs> then Emily LOL. We cut to the Alhambra and guess who's on stage. Just like bitch. rip roaring. Bitch. Queen Angela. Lansbury. Oh my God. And she's so effing hot. Oh she's really She's wearing like a red <gasps> feather boa and like a black corset and the legs for days. I was like, yes. holy shit. When did, how did I not know she was so hot? <laughs> I know. She's got these smoky black stockings on. Yeah. It's yeah. Barely their skirt with the garters on. And, and she's singing, Oh, you kid. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, you kid. You lovey dovey kid. My heart is going tingling. If you like chicken, grab a wing. Oh, oh, you kid. Does wifey keep you hid? I don't know if she does, but she'd be wiser if she did. I've been told round these parts, to break out a girly's heart. I've been told when you wink, that a girly's chick gets pink. I've been told if you cry, you would make a lot of girlies cry. I've been told from the start, so I guess that I'm not smart. But oh, you kid, you lovey-dovey kid, my heart is going tingling if you like chicken. And she's got her, you know, the chorus girls in the line behind her. And there's just all these extras, all the cowboys with their cowboy hats. Yeah. And they're just eating it up. Like, and the girls in, in the chorus line are in stripes. Yep. And she's like in the hero costume. She gets black. It's just black and like red bow and big. And they're all wearing like yep. black and white striped course bustiers. Yeah, mm-hmm. about that. They're so stunning. And I mean, this is just like quintessential sexual power, right? <laughs> like hustlers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like hustlers. You got a meeting out and you're like, <laughs> no, I give it to you when I want to. Yep. <laughs> you're gonna I got you me. right where I want you. Yeah, you yep. you're here to pay me. Like <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's it's such hot. a good parallel. I'm so it's glad hot. you said that. Yeah. And hot. you know, she's just doing her thing and then she looks up, she sees someone she knows. He's like, mm. she's like, oh hi. And she and works keeps, her way through the crowd winking. And he, he's the one who keeps trying to get her to marry him. And she's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, but keep asking me. It keeps my morale high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's like a rich guy too. He's like, I'll buy yeah. you the whole city of what San Francisco or something. And she's like, no. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't impress her a whole lot. <laughs> that don't impress me much. Me much. Yeah. And so uh, Angela, she moves her way over to Mr. Trent and... This is when she introduces the fact that Trent goes into the desert to be alone. Everyone's he's a while. sensitive, brooding soul. Yeah, he's like, why do you go out to that valley? And yep, 
and he's gonna he's like i'm dining out tonight i'm gonna go scope out the competition and she was like yours or mine oh, yours or mine bitch Ooh. it's so hot oh no. i know susan and m dude that is hot yeah. god yeah i know so yeah. mr trent emily he goes into the mm-hmm. packed harvey house and guess who's waiting on him <laughs> of course it's susan our mm-hmm. del- delightful delicious judy in her yep. little harvey girl <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> he orders a great big sirloin steak and then she looks Rare. up and she's like oh oh and then her professionalism kicks in she puts on her customer face and she takes his order and he asks for it rare, right? Rare steak. And he goes, just the steak. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then she goes to the back room or whatever. And I think uh, Marjorie Maine is there. Sonora. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't have any meat. It's gone. Like all of our, because they're known for their steaks, I guess. Yep. Uh, Harvey restaurants. And she's like, our steaks are all gone. Or like the lamb chops are all gone. Yep. And, and then... Judy is like, well, I know who's behind this bullshit. Like, this is the best thing. This is like the best. This is thing. my favorite sequence. Yes, yeah, do it. Okay, the whole film. Just say what happened. Oh my god! No, Emily, tell us about it. Oh my god. Uh, okay, so she's like, fuck this shit. I'm out. I'm like, <laughs> she's like, oh hell no! And so since the place is filled with cowboys, she like they have their gun belts hanging up. So she takes two pistols, but the way comedic acting, man. Yes. Susan, Prime. Judy Garland doesn't know how to use pistols, so like she like picks them up, like <laughs> like dangling them, like <laughs> between two little pinch fingers, and like yeah, she thinking. like holds them. She doesn't know what she's doing. She just handle like, these guns, and like she goes outside, she drops them in the dirt, and she she's like ah, and she like picks them up again. She's like they're dangling yeah. from her like <laughs> from her hand. They're like three times the size of her hands. She's right? so tiny. And they're these like pearl, like pistol, like a pearl grip. Mm-hmm. And then she goes over to the Alhambra. And there's like one of those classic saloon swinging doors. And she like peers underneath. And there's gams. <laughs> there's gams. There's some uh, yep. walking by. And she's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is a whole new world. Yeah. And then she goes in and like everyone thinks it's hilarious. Because <laughs> like, she, she's you know, four eleven, and she's got yeah. and she's like, stand up! <laughs> and like, no one can even hear, no one can hear her, and Emma's there just following her, like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. She's following her by her, like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then, um, there's, there's some, some cowboys there, like, oh, yeah. everyone listen to her, like, he's laughing at yes. her, though. And yeah, then, this is big cowboy who stands behind her, and as she yeah. makes her way through the crowd, he literally pushes people out of the way for her. Yeah. And then when she turns around to look at him, he puts his hands up, like pretending to yeah. <laughs> be scared by her. And then she goes up to the bartender and he's like, Where's the meat? Damn it. And I mean, yeah. we're still swearing in this movie, but. Right. <laughs> and she shoots the glass, but she like does it with her eyes closed. She could have killed that man. She yes. That man's head off, but she's like, Fine. <laughs> you know, she like fires it with her eyes closed and, and she like. <laughs> shoots his glass and it explodes in his hand and she's and he's like all right lady like he's shocked yeah and she's really proud and she like blows on the pistol and like twirls it (laughs) now i'm from the harvey house and we got a lot of hungry people over there waiting to be served and i don't want to hurt anybody honestly i don't but we're famous for our steaks and i'm not gonna let anybody stop me so come on get them up put them up that's right now you 
tell me where that meat is or I'll shoot. What meat? Lady, your meat's in there. And then she, yeah, sure enough, they did steal the meat. She goes in the back and um, there's all the meat. And it's like really fake. <laughs> it's yeah. like plastic meat. And 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 then when they, they like pack it away, it doesn't leave any like meat juices behind. It's just like, <laughs> it's like plastic. <laughs> and yeah. then she, like, she gets the, they get the meat back to the Harvey house. And she just puts like a broth slab of meat on Ned Trent's plate. She's like, rare. <laughs> it was a power move. Yep. Uh, so she served good. him his rare steak, all right. And she shoots the chandelier and it falls. Yeah. <laughs> she could have killed several people. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's your favorite part? Yeah. 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 I think it's my favorite sequence of, you know, the comedy. Yeah. And also just like the power. But like she has so much confidence in herself like she you know take no shit like she goes over she's like I'm gonna get the meat back like well, even though yeah even though she doesn't know what she's doing she's like yeah she's brave yeah <laughs> I love that about her and just thinking about young me watching this like yeah. impressionable young me just seeing a female character doing that that was really important um yeah you know it was kind of robed in comedy but that courage is there and then yeah but unfortunately, Emily, it cuts to like the most boring musical number of the whole film. Girl, <laughs> did I you think to that you, too or no? I loved it. Really? I found it very poignant. Oh my okay, tell me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, the next scene is it's um the three I can't believe you like this. It's the three oh, together. So boring. Oh, I thought I thought you'd love this. Um, it's so like the choreography is all stilted, like this hyper femininity. It's Judy. It's, it's <laughs> Judy Garland, and like the yeah. whole time I was thinking, could you imagine shooting this with Judy Garland? Ah, being so close to Judy, like dancing and singing with Judy, and it's so cute because they're both so much taller than her. So it's yeah. Like, so this yeah. is um, Virginia yeah. O'Brien and Sid Charisse, Judy Garland. Yep, the Sid power Therese. trio. Yeah, so it's Alma from Ohio. We never get her last name. Alma from Ohio. <laughs> we get Deborah Andrews. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I don't know if Deborah says where she's from. I think she did, but I don't remember. <laughs> and then we have our Judy, Susan. And they they all sing about their why they came out here and yeah. what, the, what they want out of life. And I was actually very touched. Because like, mm. they keep saying, like, the refrain is, uh, what do they keep saying? My goodness me, it's a great big world. Yeah, uh, It's cold, 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 and we'll soon be old. And I was like, I, feel <laughs> that. I was like, bitch, I feel that. Mm. Like life is short. And, and like, they talk about what they want. Like, mm. yes, part of it is like, you know, Alma is like, again, she's talking about how she wants a man. And she's like, yeah, if I could get one of the lines of the song is like, if I could get a, like a man to forget my face. I was like, girl. <gasps> oh, and then we have Deborah's Deborah saying, Sid Charisse saying, like, my mother said my face would be my fortune because she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But it's like they both look alike. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, her goal, her, she always wanted to be a dancer. It says she has these red slippers. And then like Alma talks about her, her basically her like, she talks about like knitting and she, she basically yeah. talks about like her skills as a homemaker, which right. is legitimate. Like, and, oh yeah and then judy 
forgot what I don't know what what did Judy even think about she's I it was so confusing she's like I got a bonnet to something in my face and I was just yeah, like da, da, huh? da, da, da. <laughs> yeah but they're all singing about like why they're there yeah what they hope to get out of life I I was actually very moved <laughs> like um just because yeah it's what they're singing about and um, like, the fact that it's Judy and it's Judy Garland yeah <laughs> um so I was actually very touched by it and and then at the end of the song um Deborah is like well I'm never gonna sell my shoes and like yes uh, and then uh Alma I wanted like, to see her join the saloon girls yeah I did you the she girl. could dance you the oh girl. yeah yeah and then yeah. uh Alma's like I'm never I'm just gonna keep knitting she's gonna keep on swimming yep and they just talk about how the, the world is a cold place and soon we'll be dead. And um, <laughs> I mean, I was, the choreo is so weird. I, I was, was into so it. Weird. I was like, this is, I said, this was like fantasy throuple because they're all just, <laughs> and it's really sweet. And I like that. There's that great shot of they're all lined up like one, two, three, and they're all got, like their arms wrapped around each other and they're all singing. I was like, this is adorable. Aww. And it's three women singing together. And I was just like, yes. that perspective I like that <laughs> you thought I could see thinking it's boring when you're like little oh yeah we used to fast forward it every time when we were kids but yeah no, uh, just it. something about it's just like sickly sweet I guess I loved it I was into the treacle <laughs> the treacle I was I was in for it mm-hmm. yeah and then I think the film balanced it really well because this was like a slow sweet moment sweet, yeah. and then we jump back into the action someone outside we don't see who shoots the chandelier in the women's sleeping quarters and it oh explodes God. and to be honest that stunt looked a little unsafe for the actors well, i'm not there. i mean this was the 40s yeah I that they didn't care about shit. Like, yeah working hours and like yeah <laughs> yeah and no there was like, like glass yeah. flying and then the girls freak out and miss bliss is like and then a bunch of them are leaving she's like y'all are weak and then mm-hmm. <laughs> so like several of the girls leave and then there's this really cute shot of like all three of them in bed and they're just like mm, like with yep. little, like puppy eyes they're like we'll stay we're brave <laughs> yeah they're not going anywhere and then like uh we I don't know if this happens immediately but like we might go to the Alhambra then and it's like Ned is pissed out pissed pissed out he's pissed off when pissed he, out well don't pissed. forget we uh we meet the reverend in the street or whatever it is oh, the pastor okay. guy he's like and I he uh, again 
Yep. And so it's kind of showing how the Harvey girls are having an influence on the town because mm-hmm. the church is going to open back up again. And that's bad for business at the Alhambra. Yeah. Yep. But we see yet, Mr. Trent changing too, don't we? Yeah, he's mad. He's like, I don't want you terrorizing these girls. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't like that. <laughs> yep. And then um, he's like, oh, like typical macho. He's like, we ought to be able to beat these women with our hands tied behind our backs or something. Yeah. Like, You're trying too hard. This is not stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, am I surprised to hear this come out of his mouth? Like, not really. Right. Um, and then. Because the judge is in it because he got he gets a cut of whatever Ned makes at the Alhambra. Yeah, again, based off of these girls, but yeah, doing exploit all the some. Yep. Yeah. So the judge is all PO'd that because yeah. Trent's like, you go over there and tell him that the church is opening back up. There's nothing to worry about. So the judge goes over and there's Judy and I think it's Sid Charisse they're gardening yeah they are planting seeds in these yeah. gorgeous puffy sleeve dresses yeah, very practical <laughs> judy's in this red gingham with a little wearing, frilly apron and sid is wearing like yellow like yellow yeah oh such a pretty yellow and good, the yeah. sleeves are mile high yeah and uh, the judge is so in some chaos right yeah he yeah. talks shit, talk shit about ned <laughs> yeah he makes it seem like it was all ned's idea to scare them yeah. yeah so judy gets all flustered doesn't yeah. she <laughs> she sure does yeah i love this part oh my gosh so yeah. she goes into the saloon she's trying to find trent and basically kind of confront him again but you know there's attraction going on between the two of them too it's like an enemies to lovers arc it's mm-hmm. just timeless but so she runs into uh M. This is the real enemies to lovers story. <laughs> I love that. It is. There's tension. Yes. There's so much simmering tension between yes. them. She shows up and M is like slumming it, Miss Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> and she's wearing this fabulous black get up with like mm-hmm. translucent sleeves. And she's yeah. like sexy. And she's got red, ooh, red, red lipstick on. Yep. And your hair looks so good. It's like she's tall. got the cocked eyebrow, and... and she's like a head taller. She's like towering over Judy Garland, mm-hmm. and they have a conversation here. But it's really good. <laughs> yeah, and she basically uh, M unintentionally like spills the truth that it wasn't Trent; it was, it was the, judge, the judge, right? Yeah. Judy's <sighs> like really, and she's like M is like it's she's she's like jealous she's like it's not because he cares about you he doesn't even know you exist right Ned and then and then sweet Susan is like being perceptive she's like you're in love with him Mm -hmm. and then Em is like well he doesn't even know I exist but I love how Judy delivers this because she could be really catty and snarky she's just very kind she's very um sensitive she's just like Mm -hmm. oh you're you're in love with him you're in love with him me in love with him? Why, he don't even know I'm alive. Him and his valley. Valley? What valley? He doesn't even know you're alive either. You're not very sure of yourself, are you? Listen, you little insignificant. Oh, I may be little, and I suppose I am insignificant. But I must be getting somewhere, my friends and I. Or a significant citizen like you could never be so very, very worried. She's like, 
she delivers a line where it's something like, you're not very sure of yourself, are you? Yes. She sees right through Em. She's Mm -hmm. like, if you were really confident, you wouldn't be lashing out at me like this because you wouldn't perceive me as a threat. Yes. But she's not nasty in the way she delivers that line. It's just like, you're not very sure of yourself, are you? Yeah. And then she's like, (laughs) Em's like, you little insignificant. And then, and then she's like, uh, Judy is so good. She goes, well, I may be insignificant, little and insignificant, but you know, my friends and I must be getting somewhere or a significant citizen like you wouldn't be so worried. She's so sweet in her delivery. Like she could be nasty. Like she is to um, Ned, but she's really sweet to Em. She's really sweet. And I was like, this just kind of destroys her with the truth, right? Like just lays it out plain she's, and she's, she's um, nice to, she's sweet with her though like y- yeah, I, yeah I'm so glad you said that yeah. because she really is it's like she's not catty yeah. yeah I think there's a natural tension between them like mm-hmm. I mean it's both of their livelihoods kind of at stake yeah and then you know Ned's in there of course too but they're not really like fighting over him it's more just like two powerful women yeah like facing off <laughs> it's hot it's, it's hot. <laughs> yeah it's really hot <laughs> yeah and then does she wait does she even talk to Ned here and she just talks to M and then leaves just M yeah and uh we cut to a scene that's I think it was just kind of like not so important only for um to get what's uh golly Virginia O'Brien's solo song like, I know musicals I mean clearly it's not all plot it's not just yeah. the plot or there would be no musical numbers yeah. especially this one that doesn't do anything to advance the plot it's yeah. just like ray bolger the famous you know, scarecrow from mm-hmm. Wizard of Oz shows up and he's help like helpless like he's, oh he's yeah trying to, like he's trying to shoe a, a horse and um he can't do it <laughs> he's scared then, of horses <laughs> He's afraid of the horses. And then Alma is a total boss bad. Oh my goodness. Yes. I love this number. She, so good. She sings. Okay. Alma singing about how horny she is while hoarding a horse <laughs> too is forever iconic. <laughs> oh, Emily, that was the perfect summary. I was hoping to be roping something wild in the wild, wild west. Till I'm getting kind of riled at the wild, wild west. I read about them desperate old guys, as desperate as men can be. I reckon it was just a pack of lies. The only one who's desperate is me. Sheriff or a real cattle rustling heel. The property I've got ain't hard to steal. Your deal. Oh, that's yeah. exactly what this musical number is. And yeah. 
she's from a farm, I think, right? She's a farm girl. Oh, she is just confidently, you know, working the forge, singing she's, about. She's forging a horseshoe, damn yep. it. And she she's wants to get some. Horse. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really funny when she like picks it up and it's red hot. <laughs> she's holding it in her hands. I, yeah. I was cringing. I never noticed that as a kid. Yeah. I was yeah. just like, girl. <laughs> I, and she's, I mean, the words to the song, I was like, how did this fly past the radar? Because yeah. she said something like one of the lines I literally was like, madam was like, she comes from the property I've got not hard to steal. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh and she's talking about how the Wild West is not wild at all. She's like, I came out here for these desperados. And she's like, I get these like I get yeah. nothing <laughs> oh my god I was like you're the baddest bitch here <laughs> oh so cool and she's in um this polka dot dress um that's brown and kind of this cream she's iconic she has like yeah. a apron on she's so badass mm-hmm. she got like, that f- that forge or blacksmith's what? leather apron on oh yeah it's smoking iconic. yeah iconic and she just kind of has this attitude of just like, you know, fed up and yeah. but doing the work. <laughs> yes. So, so cool. good. In my uh, fanfic, she's the blacksmith of the town. Like ah, gender yeah. roles are bent. Like she yeah. would be so awesome. She's hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, she Sweating be- over the fire. Woo! Yeah. I was like, you know why? Because you're better than all the men here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we cut to the desert and uh, Judy is just stunned by this vista. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of a nod to some of the poetry yep. that Trent would write in his letters to Judy. Um, I agree. I was like, where yeah. in Arizona is this? I was like, yeah, <laughs> it must be California, right? Like, and there are places in Northern Arizona where it is green, but yeah, I mean, this is a lot of grass. I was like, this is, I live out here. So I, yeah. <laughs> Like I, I was just in uh, Havasu Pie, which is very green, but that's like kind of an anomaly. It's in a, like an mm-hmm. oasis. It's, more, it's north. It's like in the Grand Canyon. There are places like if you go, if you go, you know, speaking of Flagstaff, there are places with trees, but a lot of them are coniferous. There's not a lot of grass, like grass per se, but mm. like this was really, really green. So yeah, I'm not exactly sure where they shot this, but yeah, it's good question. Yeah. And Judy is in this like peppermint striped top and a silky green skirt. It's so cute. Yes. Trent is dashing in this brown suit and orange tie. They match them nicely. Yes. He's wearing like red, is it like red stripes and a green shirt or or green? Yeah. Green skirt, red, white stripe. Bow, like a little tie. Yeah. And it's green to match her skirt with a little pin. And, uh, she's like I can see why you love this so much and he's like I usually come up here to be alone wink wink and yeah um but I mean it's obviously a set that they're on like ah! fake waxy green foliage yeah and- yeah like they shoot the vista and then they, they're on a, a, yeah. they're in a studio and they- yeah but there's a nice tight shot of you know basically from like shoulders up mm-hmm. And, you know, Trent is just staring at her as she speaks. She's telling the stories, looking from her lips to her eyes. To yeah, her this lips. is good acting. So sensual, like without being too overcharged. Yeah, it's really good acting, I noticed. Yeah. He looks at her, yeah. And she's, you know, kind of, you know, she's confident in herself, but, you know, she's a little flustered around him. And yeah. basically the context of what she's saying is just like, basically like, aren't you kind of in love with me? <laughs> 
Is that fair, Emily? Like, yeah. Well, don't they talk about the letters? Don't they talk about what they wrote in the letters? Or I thought they. I think so. They start um, quoting stuff. They're like, "Is she saying? Is was she saying like you fell in love with me over the letters or something?" I can't. Remember. And that was like the. It was like the subtext. She doesn't oh, okay. say it outright. Um, okay. and oh, Emily, I love this part where was it this time this time they're out in the desert a couple times together mm-hmm. but he asks her like if I were to write you a letter like yeah. would yeah. you marry me or fall in love with me and yeah she's like or if I were to write a girl a letter do you think she would fall in love with me and yeah. she's like well based on my reaction she'd snap you up like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah I thought that was so cute because he's such a he's like oh it's like the typical like bad boy but he's like yeah soft you know like secretly mm. very sensitive oh yeah these tropes are they're old man <laughs> yeah but hey i i eat them up and yeah. we're still using them in film and lit today right then yeah. they smooch he just like can't hold it back i mm-hmm. mean this happens all the time in old movies where the guy just grabs 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 a woman. Yeah. consent is important people yeah. um but i think it it was just like a standard trope of the time for film like and to I think it like preserves the woman's like purity in a way like she didn't like want to kiss she wasn't asking she didn't kiss him right so if you take her she can't be blamed for anything exactly yeah and she's just I mean it's a backbending kiss like up to code it's up to code right yeah this was Hayes code time so yeah no open mouth stuff going on there. <laughs> I know it's like that stiff kiss where like your lips are pressed together and you kind of wiggle your head era. It's like, it's um, like double indemnity kissing. Oh yeah. They just smash their faces in. <laughs> it's so awkward. They're like this. <laughs> yeah. It's really awkward. Her audio is just Emily just pressing her fists together. Yeah. Uh, oh God. Very so awkward bad. kissing. Yeah. No. So what happens next? They fall over and then like, they're like, <laughs> yeah, he LOL. trips. <laughs> they're like, LOL. And then um, they, I don't know, they go back. Yeah, they the go town. back down. They go back to the town. And then uh, like, it's cute. She's so tiny. Cause oh, like, he, cause he, um, he lifts her from the carriage and she's so little. And she's- they, they like linger as he's got his hands on her waist. And I'm like, ooh, ooh. Yeah. He's so, she's so like small like she's Judy Garland adorable. was just a little doll she was mm-hmm. a doll of a person and so cute yeah she's so pretty in this you know she, she was is. she was always so self-conscious about her looks like mm. obviously because she was treated terribly and told she was ugly and fat yeah right she was a, a child just a travesty yeah oh my so gosh. like they used to um they used to like put stuff in her nose like in her nostrils yes yeah to make her nostrils bigger and they'd like <sighs> paint over the face and uh and then when she did meet me in St. Louis, I think the woman who um, kind of changed her life in a way was like, you are beautiful. Like we're taking really? the shit off your face and like wow. your nostrils. And, and I think that was the most beautiful she felt was meet me in St. Louis, which mm. looked like a year before this, I want to say. Mm. Um, but yeah. It's yeah. Just, oh God. Her life, you know, it yeah. definitely is part of her legacy, her personal life, just to, as much as her film. It's hard not to think of it when you watch. That's why I was so touched, yeah. I think, when I saw a lot of these numbers. And mm. like the one where she talks about, it's a cold world and we're all going to mm. be old soon. Like, you know, just seeing Judy Garland, seeing those things. I'm like, oh God. Like, right. Yeah. I, yeah. I, 
I'm so glad you mentioned that to me. It mm-hmm. opens up my perspective and well, I mean, it was, she had a tragic life, short and tragic and, um, but she's was- so dear to the public. It's uh greatest entertainer of the 20th century. Yes. Sure, yeah. But yeah, um, they hear some, you know, they're they're still at odds with each other. You know, there's still the problem of their businesses, and they hear some screaming in the Harvey house. Yeah. They go running in, and I think it's Sid Charisse is in the Sid. closet, and yeah. all we see is the shadow of a, it's, a rattlesnake. It's cool how they shot that. Like, yeah. It's like a shadow. I, I think they knew like the snake would look cheesy and fake. And so just having the shadow. Yeah, that was so smart. And uh, Trent, you know, he's the the man. And so pulls out his gun, kills the rattlesnake and everyone's safe again. But Judy's pissed. She thinks he's up to it. Well, she says something like, she she doesn't think he put it there, but she's like, but you're not going to do anything about it, are you? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, like, yes. These are your customers. Your customers. Yeah, and she's like pissed because he won't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And you know what can he say? He just kind of turns around and leaves, and it drives a big wedge between them. And yeah, he says he says something like, "Well, I shot the snake," and she goes, "Anyone could have done that." <laughs> oh yeah, I was yeah. like, "Woo!" <laughs> like yes, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I like you know she's like really uh, falling for him, but she's not like seduced by all of his like charms or anything. Like she's his macho, still his macho man. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so, Sid is like freaking out. Yeah. I and think a bunch excuse, more girls go home. I think right? it was an excuse to get Sid Therese in her underwear because she's like, <laughs> it yeah, was because you see her and she's like her shoulders and her little, her, um, decolletage, oh, yeah. her decolletage, her like beautiful body. They're like, <sighs> we have to show her body. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but the next day we get Sid's solo dance number. Yes, and right? I love it. I want to see her legs because like she's completely covered. Because tell tell us about it. Kiki. Yeah. So she hears this beautiful piano playing and singing coming from the saloon. It's their off hours. It must be pretty early in the morning. And there's a long, gorgeous shot from a, from up above Ooh, yeah. where this curious kind of shy Sid Charisse is moving through the saloon and they're polishing the spittoons they're yeah. cleaning the glasses and um and so she goes to the the piano and Terry Holly, what's Terry thank you Terry. Terry's like oh, oh my like I was hoping you to hear me play and he's all like ooh, because she's heard him before like she yeah before they sing the it's a cold world number like she hears him yeah she's like mooning over him yeah finally goes down there so an attraction from afar both ways and so then there's some more singing and like eye contact from terry looking into centuries's beautiful beautiful eyes oh she's so pretty she's stunning she's gorgeous and tall and she like starts doing like a ballet style contemporary number Oh, it just, I was like, I think gagged is the word. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, like, I love her. I love her so much. She's yeah. like willowy and oh, yeah. yep. And she <laughs> says this gorgeous swirling skirt, but you're yeah. right. I'm I like, damn it. I want to see, see like, <laughs> the legs. Like we really need to link Frankie and Johnny. Maybe we should cover that movie. Oh, that'd be great. She's I'd like, like Vegas, to see that. like a Vegas dancer. And oh. Brigadoon. We got to do Brigadoon. Okay. Wait, she, she's in that, right? Yeah, so like a Sid Charisse triple 
Jean Kelly, Kelly, if you've been sleeping on Sid Therese, she is something else. She's she like really the is. Greatest dancer you'll see on screen. She really oh is. She was. Um, I was reading about her, and I, apparently she was Gene Kelly's favorite dance partner. <gasps> really? Oh, I love that. Um, sorry, Leslie Caron, though. <laughs> like, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But Sid um, Therese, I mean, yeah. God, <laughs> kind of incontestable there. Yeah. God, woo. Yeah. Yeah, so. she gets her number, and all of the all of the saloon girls are kind of in their robes and. They're listening. They've probably been sleeping because they're up all yeah, night. Right. Sleeping yeah. the morning away. And, you know, Judy has a hero complex. So she comes in to get her friend, right? She certainly does. <laughs> oh, but wait. Let's talk about what everyone's wearing. Em is in like, yes. um, like pink and black satin. Oh, she <laughs> looks so good. It does. And, and uh, Judy's so cute. Her dress is super cute. It's like, um, like, like, it's like white and blue paisley paisley print so pretty but everyone is snatched like all the girls are snatched and like fine as hell and they're like loitering on the stairs just glowering and and like yep and then like tiny little judy tiny tiny little (laughs) and at first i was like what the hell said sharice she like away i was like back up your girl but we find out why she did that it's this is amazing anyway so she like they like start circling around Judy, all these like really tall, leggy saloon girls, like, <laughs> you know, like you trying to start something with us because they're throwing a party, I guess, that yep. night or something. Yep. The Harvey girls are. And then again, Judy, like calling out the insecurity. She's like, we're yeah. amateurs. Like, why are you threatened by a bunch of amateurs? Quite a run on Harvey girls we're having this morning. Was there another matrimonial ad in some paper? Look, miss. We hardly know each other, so suppose we keep it that way. Just a minute. I hear you and the Harvey girls are having a little party tonight. Oh, it's a big party. Don't you think you should stick to dishwashing? Look, we're minding our own business, so suppose you stick to your own profession. Our profession is entertainment, see? And we don't like competition. Well, we're amateurs. Don't tell me you're afraid of us. Afraid of you? (laughs) (laughs) Let me at her. And then right. one of them's like literally like, let me at her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, their fists are up in the air, like flying. And, and then like Sid Therese, we find out she ran out and got all the other all the other bitches and like it's like, let's go. Rush in there. Girl, this is the rumble. <laughs> oh my god, it's incredible. All of the girls are tussling in the saloon. Oh, it's so funny. And it's there's so much funny. comedy too. Yeah, like Judy's just like this. She's just like, no. <laughs> she's gonna fist up like, let me at him. <laughs> and she's so little. And like, they are beating the shit out of each other. Like, there's one girl that like, they're on like the, those like gambling tables, you know, like the felt gambling tables. Yeah. She's like, literally got this woman by the shoulder. Just like <laughs> and then you hear someone yell, you're tearing my dress. <laughs> oh, I missed that. That's amazing. Yeah, you hear one girl, oh, you're tearing my dress. And there's just like a straight up brawl. Yeah. Like, <laughs> all uh, knuckles sonora cassidy shows up with with a frying pan <laughs> cowboy in the head for some reason yeah, poor there's, guy there's a woman swinging from the chandelier literally yeah literally oh. with her big harvey dress all Wanna sprawled out from the chandelier, chandelier. <laughs> and i was really impressed because i was like these saloon girls are gonna beat your asses yeah like street girls but no those Harvey girls were kicking ass and yeah. I'm like oh they're a bunch of farm girls like yeah 
and they're <laughs> equal matched and you know john henry's like cowering behind the bar and yeah uh, and there's Cicerice one... and terry are smooching under the yeah. table and then there's a saloon girl spanking a harvey girl <laughs> and i was like well this is turning into something sexual <laughs> this is turning into something Ooh. else this is about to turn into eyes wide shut here <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then judy like is on the stairs and a naked statue of a woman falls in her lap and she like <laughs> looks double takes and like squints at it <laughs> yeah it's hysterical it's i could i was <sighs> dying at that i was like this movie is like the greatest thing i've seen in a long time oh, gosh full out yeah. brawl rumble yes of, like, girl gangs i was like this is the movie i want i want I like the west side story of this <laughs> and like two enemies like emmett <laughs> M and Susan fall in love. From, oh like, my gosh. <laughs> I would watch that in a heartbeat. God, it kind of it kind of cuts to black. And yeah. we go, it's the evening time. It's the Harvey Girls big dance. Yep. And as a child, this was my favorite scene. Yeah. It's really long. There are multiple numbers, but uh their dresses, all of the women are in these pastel oh, dress like yeah, straight so up princess dresses. Oh, pretty. Yeah, with ruffles and you know they're all different you know pastel colors but judy judy has a silver white dress silver it's white it's like white satin with like a silver filigree yes oh, she's and so she's angelic pretty. she's so pretty she yeah. stands out from all the other girls and she's kind of the unspoken leader uh but in this scene we also get ray bolger doing um a dance solo and it's just so delightful. He's, uh, you know what I maybe think of Emily is mm-hmm. Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins. Yeah. I think Dick Van Dyke must've like really taken a page out of Ray Bolger's book. Yeah. And then I, like, before I, before I suggested we do summer Judy series, I was like, I watched Wizard of Oz cause it was like, right. and I remember seeing him like, dude, this guy's moving like rubber. Like when he's, wow. he's so mm-hmm. good. He's great physical actor performer he is so um, hilarious and it just reminded me of like these were the days when actors were entertainers like mm-hmm. they came from vaudeville. judy came from vaudeville like yep. this guy came from vaudeville like so everyone was a triple threat so yeah. everyone could sing dance act on like on the spot and i was just like wow like props man same i was like <laughs> golden age you know it's that's like the definition not just acting mm-hmm. but like entertainment um, yes I, yeah, and being able to see Ray Bolger, you know, without the scarecrow makeup the and scarecrow stuff. Scarecrow makeup, you know yeah. He's, he's got such a great expressive face. He was just so yeah. good, like gangly, skinny little guy. <laughs> yeah, he's got these like big eyes. <laughs> he's ador- He's adorable. Yeah, <laughs> it was a great solo. Um, mm-hmm. And later on, you know, he and Judy get to waltz together, and that I was, was emotional. I was me. so emotional. Yeah, they had done. They did Wizard of Oz together like yeah. seven years before this. And I was like, <laughs> it was just a wonderful moment. Yeah. And I know it's, you know, the studio was very well aware bringing them back together. Um, but hey, I'll take it, right? <laughs> um, yeah. So at this dance, you know, we've got Mr. Trent and Judge Purvis, you know, there along with Judge all Purvis. of the folk. Yeah. Purvis. It's the worst. He's the worst. And they teach the local men how to waltz and uh guess who shows up marjorie wait marjorie main be all feisty is like hey <laughs> fellas there's a dance where you can put your whole arm around a lady's waist <laughs> <laughs> 
this is like a new dance from Bag East. He's like your damn horny cowboys. Are you ready now? Now steady now. Are you ready now? Begin. Yeah, you're, we'll get to it what you said when who shows up, but oh, like yes. it's so funny when they all start dancing and like everyone immediately is like perfect at it. Yeah. I'm yeah, like, okay, well, that's. They're awkward for like two seconds. And yeah, she's they're... like, we'll do this. And then everyone's like perfectly doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and there's but... these gorgeous close ups of the women's faces, like, you know, as oh, they sway in and out. How they shot this. Like, it must have taken forever to forever. shoot a dance sequence when people are spinning like that. Yeah. And, like, and, that many people because if one person screws up it screws up like the whole the whole take yeah oh I was dying I was like this is amazing but who okay so wait who shows up Kiki oh and I almost forgot to Marjorie dances with Ray Bolger and it's peak comedy and she's wearing purple and like a red asket <laughs> yeah red and a red fan in their hair yeah yep. it's so good uh and oh, it's such a badass entrance. The whole flock oh, I'm dead. of the saloon girls. The bad show bitches. Up. The bad yes. bitches show up. And, and they, they look, are in their finery. Oh, they look hot. Yeah. They look <laughs> but they're clearly like not appropriately dressed. Oh yeah. This like very like family friendly party. But they're showing all their tits and like legs. And <laughs> yeah. Look amazing. And, and like but there's a perfect shot, Kiki, where it's like a face-off where they show the Harvey girls on one side. It's like West Side Story. One yes. side, Harvey girls. Other side, saloon girls towering. And they're just like facing off. And it's hot. Like they're just it like, is. it's super hot. They're just like facing off. And I'm like, oh, we're going to dance at the gym. We're going to dance at the gym. <laughs> um, and then like everyone's, people are not gracious. Like, no. they're, you know, they're like, they don't want these like quote unquote fallen women in here in this establishment right they can't be admitted into polite society it's such a double standard because all the men that frequent that place are at this party but no one has a problem with them being there right um right and none of the men will dance with them and one blonde she's so pretty she's like I bet uh you're glad to see me bucky boy (laughs) she's like stroking a soul patch on his chin gross and he's like a creep about it and he's like yeah. it's like whoa you didn't have a problem you know sleeping with me before you know right yeah this is dope like you said and double standard Absolutely. terrible and like but judy and i love it because for a movie that came out in 1946 the movie is on judy's side because she goes over and is really gracious and, and, and like oh, welcomes them i see and we're yeah. we i get the impression that we as the audience are like because she's our protagonist is judy and yeah. we're like yeah, Judy, like we're supposed to be rooting her on for being really gracious and taking their, t- she takes them's ticket. And then like all the men are refusing to dance with the saloon girls, even though right. we know what they've been doing with these saloon girls behind closed doors. Oh yeah. It's like, yep. the, like the total hypocrisy. And finally, yeah. Ned is like, I'll dance, you know, she, he goes to ask him to dance and, and yeah. she's like, I like that. She goes, finally, you're being a man. She said, um, I couldn't believe that. I was like, whoa. And he's um, like, and he goes, I'm proud of us. And I was like, I like I like that too. You know, they've got this history together, but it's also a very clear choice of her over Judy. Um, But, you know, he's got to protect his own. Like he's. Yeah. And so Judy starts dancing with the minister. So it's like this chase dance, you know, (laughs) like there's definitely a a comparison there. Yeah. 
um and then the girls are like come on let's go we're not wanted here and oh wait wait there's this okay there's a like super funny shot <laughs> um wait what did I put here uh oh yeah there's so when you were talking about they they'll show like when they're all spinning around and waltzing but they do like the camera will linger on certain couples yeah and so there's this one I mean the characters don't have names I don't think but there's one it's so funny and I was like how get like how did this get past the radar because there's this there there's I think the one the blonde the hot blonde woman was hitting on like aren't you glad to see me yeah she's dancing with one of the Harvey girls she's like really pretty she's like wearing yellow but he's like gets too close to her and she kind oh. of like it's fine <laughs> but I swear to god Kristen the way she acted it was she felt his boner and like <gasps> oh like yeah the, the way she acted was mm -hmm. like because he was close and she like wasn't reacting immediately yeah. and then all of a sudden you see her face and she's like <gasps> and she like <gasps> shoves him off yeah and she was kind of like now put she's his like, hand no, no, properly and yeah and I was like, oh, 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 oh I, I like, like that I was like that yeah that's hilarious and I can't yeah. believe that made it into this because <laughs> it wasn't just like he got too close and she shoved him off immediately mm -hmm. they were close and then she was like <laughs> yeah and then pushed him off I was like ah. and I almost forgot too Sid Charisse and her, her Terry bow. you know they were all close and then I think it's Marjorie that like put some yeah. broom between no, 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 them no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. keep broom for Jesus <laughs> that's right three bibles apart no. three three bibles or whatever <laughs> yeah but I mean Judy like she's in her feelings at the end of this scene she's looking down and She's like, okay, you know, I need to talk to Trent. And so, I mean, if her costume couldn't be any better, she levels up with this wispy oh, scarf around her head. It's magical. She's wearing this, <sighs> like a silk dress and she's got like yeah. a purple veil. It's like tulle. Ah, yeah. so good. It's ethereal. And she's in the moonlight, you know, and she, her bangs are a mile high, um, She's in her princess dress and I she love, goes. I love in old movies, I, Kristen, I love in old movies where it's like an MGM musical or something where it's set in another period. Yeah. So it's like a mixture of like 40 style and like 1890s. Yeah. Oh, it's like yes. a weird, because obviously they're all made up, like their faces are beach, right? They, yes. Like, they've got heavy, heavy makeup and, and the red lip, which none of these women would have been wearing, like the saloon girls, maybe. But <laughs> yeah. But then they miss, they, it's like they mix the best of, of both worlds. Ah, yeah. 1940s glamorous MGM musical and like turn of the century costuming. Right. As a, oh, excellent it's, observation. It's good. It's great. Yeah. yeah. I always think of that with period pieces like Pride and Prejudice. They mm -hmm. definitely reflect, you know, like the 90s. You can tell it's the 90s, early 2000s. You know, yeah. you, I think another, that carries on. Another obvious one is Dr. Zhivago. I don't know. If you've <gasps> seen it. I, I know I have the soundtrack on vinyl, but I've never seen it. Really? Yeah. So Julie Christie in it. Mm -hmm. Stunning Julie Christie. Mm -hmm. But you can tell this movie was shot in the 60s. because oh! she's, she's got the most 60s makeup and hair. Yes. Oh, got so you're it. like, that's not. It's <laughs> not Russian, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, that's not right. But yeah. it's kind of like that, where it's like you can yeah. kind of tell when a movie was was um was pretty was shot, made. Yeah. But sometimes it's like, oh, it's uh, yeah, it's magic. Yeah, movie magic. Yeah. yeah. So she goes to their their place, you know, out in the desert, and Trent slowly shows up after her, and he basically is like, Yeah, tomorrow morning we're getting out of town. You know, the business is closing. 
that happened really fast. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it was it was like just overnight. Like, oh, well, that's we're leaving. I'm like, um, well, that was convenient. <laughs> that was convenient. <laughs> they could just pick up and run out their entire saloon. Just like, all right. Yeah. And I think that the writing, you know, um, there's a lot of like, um, you know, if characters say exactly what they're thinking, it's kind of annoying, but like they kind of have this beautiful uh, interaction together in their conversations. And she's just kind of like, when are you leaving? He's like, tomorrow. And she's like, is that why you came up to tell me? And, um, you know, he's just like, you can tell he doesn't want to go. He sits down so close next to her. Um, and she, she makes the most amazing, um, confession. She's like, you can't stay because then it would be for me and mm-hmm. I'd win. And then it would be imbalanced. And she's like, we need, if this is going to work, we need to both give something up. Kiki. Yeah. I thought of you like, really? Well, I did. Well, like I even wrote down part of what she said. She says, um, a thing like this can't be one side, one sided. We both have to give in. Mm. Um, beautiful. So the, the reason I thought of you was like, um, Okay, I, we always have like, well, at least I do. I have a roundabout way of getting to the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, but like I, w- I was listening to this podcast called The Shit No One Tells You About Writing. Oh, and oh. I think I've told you about it a few times. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's like they, it's, um, there, there's like agents and authors talking about write, writing fiction. Like they, yeah. they, they'll evaluate query letters and they'll talk about like the craft, you know, like the craft of writing. And they have quite a few like romance uh novel novelists because maybe that's their clients maybe a couple mm. of, not exclusively but they've had some guests that have written popular romance and uh they were evaluating a query and they've done it a few times where something will come up in the query and they'll be like they'll they'll be like this this like uh conflict is bullshit because it, it's always like mm. oh the the two people like one of them has to go back home and they're like that's stupid like ah, right right like they can do like hallmark distance. basically yeah like they can do long distance or they always say it's always the woman that has to trail behind the man mm. like she either has to go move to where he is or like move to where he is kind yep. of it's called like the trailing spouse or something but mm. the, the convention is called that and it's yeah and it's like yeah women are expected to do that in these uh, these conventional love stories like right like, speaking of hallmark the woman comes, she leaves her high powered career to go move and be uh, like the girlfriend of like a, an artisanal baker and like yeah. <laughs> a town of 5,000. And it's like never the other way around. Right. Mm-hmm, so right. I appreciated that this movie that came out in 1946 is like, no, she said we would both have to give in. Like, yes. Equality. Um, that made yeah. me think of you. And, and like, it also made me like think of you. It reminded me of Greece. <laughs> <gasps> Yeah, they both kind of well, they like chose it's each kinda not, kinda it's thing. not because in the end she totally gives up. Yeah. She, like he tries, he tries to become the jock, but then in the end she's like, I'm gonna slut it up. And like <laughs> she is the hottest bitch at the end of yeah. the movie, but oh yeah. But it's also she does change for him totally at the right. end. Like he tries, but she's the one who ends up changing. <laughs> yeah, I I as you know, that's kind of problematic, but I also kind of see it as her sexual liberation. Like oh, in Greece. Yeah, I oh, kind of yeah. see it as her being like free finally. But I mean, we all have to do Greece maybe sometime. We can unpack. We can unpack that. Uh, or maybe I was gonna say maybe I'm projecting. Who knows? But but um, yeah. So what what made you think of me though? Just because we talked so we've talked so oh, much about okay. conven- like romance tropes and conventions. Yes. 
what we what you don't like and I know you don't like that so oh, as soon as she yeah. was like no we would both have to give in I was like Kristen would like that yeah I I mean yeah. and again like me seeing this as a young kid like I don't think I realized how important this kind of uh relationship was to be mm-hmm. modeled for me um where you know Judy is so independent but like vulnerable and she wants love it's okay to want love to want a husband or a wife or a partner and mm-hmm. um but she's not willing to get it in a way that would make them like fundamentally broken at the core of it her sacrifice yes sacrifice. like it's just a one-sided, not... she said one-sided like a one-sided yeah. sacrifice right will you be awake many nights Nate? every night I'll always be wondering if I should have stayed. Well, you couldn't. And even if you did, it wouldn't make any difference because you'd just be giving in to me. A thing like this can't be one-sided. We'd both have to give in. Both of us together. Where would that put us? No place in this world. Yes. And uh, I think that's just so important to see in stories. Um, but she's just heartbroken. She has to let him go. She knows she has to let him go and he has to let her go. Um, and as he, as Trent is getting up to leave her, there's a, a beautiful bush with flowers. He picks one and throws it into her lap. And, and then she just, as he leaves, she just cradles it against her cheek and she's oh, Judy. crying. Judy yep. is so good at crying. Yes. Like when you watch, um, when I was watching Wizard of Oz, when she cries in that movie, it makes oh, me want to cry. Really? Yeah. I have to watch that again. No, it's been when you so many her, years. When you see her in Wizard of Oz, when she cries, when, when Miss Gulch comes to take Toto away and she's crying, oh, I'm like, oh, and she, she breaks your heart. She really wow. does. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So much it's, natural, like, charisma. And, there's something about her and just, yeah. yeah, the emotions that come through, like, in the vulnerability. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and... Uh, so Trent rides back into town and he sees inside the darkened Harvey house, um, mm-hmm. he sees a torch moving in the darkness. And so he's like, oh, Jesus. And he goes inside and there's Purvis and his lackey and they're Purvis. trying to set the Harvey house on fire. At first, I was like, oh, my God, they're going to murder all those girls, but they're not sleeping there. <laughs> like, at oh, first- at first I thought they were all boarded upstairs, but it's a mm-hmm. different, it's a different, they're it's not different that evil. Condition. They're not going to like burn like 30 women to death. They, yeah, they were bur- yeah. They were burning the restaurant down, but I was like, holy shit. Oh my gosh. Well, when I tell you my stress was so high watching the scene, it was because this is legit fire, fire on a set. And these no. stunt actors and actors are interacting so close to the frame. I know. I was wondering how they shot that because oh, it's yeah. not CG. It's not computer no. fire. And they're it, like punching each other into burning tables. Yes. Like, oh, I was like, oh, that's not safe for anybody in real they, life. I don't know how they shot that <sighs> um, or if, if anyone was hurt, but it's a lot of fire. And I was like, how did yes. they shoot this um, without killing someone or melting the film and the camera like or burning it was some or nuts some, like third degree burns but yeah they have a very 1940s smoke style. inhalation yeah oh they sorry a, what 
they have a very 1940s style fist fight. It's <laughs> yeah. a really sweet time where people just keep punching over and over yeah. again. And you feel like the sound effect. Yeah. Safe and it's great. Um, yeah. And then but you man, call- that fire is so scary looking. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then they go outside and it's awesome because the saloon girls are like pumping, like pumping the water. <laughs> yes. The whole town comes together. You know, all this, the cultural norms are out the window okay. yeah the saloon girls are pumping the water the girls are pumping that water into the yes. house it's like this is how towns were, were raised back then because it's arizona everything's made of wood this is yep. bone this could have leveled the entire town oh yeah what a threat to the yeah. to the whole town um yeah they're lucky they only lost ugh. one building yep. <laughs> so and, uh, you know, it cuts to the next morning, you know, the building's still smoking a little bit, but um, the Harvey girls, they press on, they've moved into the Alhambra, they've got these hand-painted signs covering the Alhambra signs that say Harvey House and shaky writing, and the train pulls into town, and the manager, you know, he finds the smoky, ashy gong in the fire, he starts banging <laughs> it. And the train must be fed, Chris. The train must be fed. So, yep. The girls, their business as usual inside the Alhambra, and they're feeding all of the the, the clientele. And uh, the saloon girls are in their traveling dresses. They're packed and ready to go. And Angela freaking Lansbury is in this green. Oh, Emily, tell us about this outfit. She's to die for. She's in a like green ensemble. Is it? Is it? Is it like? sequined glittery yes and, oh she, my goodness. and she's wearing like green but it's like white and black feathers and like a feather boa and she is ah like, <laughs> she kills me she's so good I know. and she's like she goes out to the train because they're gonna leave like ned is supposed to leave with her the all the saloon girls are leaving right oh and judy was there too right wasn't judy serving them or yeah something? she was serving them and then and then they go out to leave and this is when Ned is like I can't go like I gotta stay with my woman like he doesn't say that but that's why he's staying so I was yep. like yes I was like see it's not just Judy that's like running after him he stays for her yes um and then and then him is like it's so good he gives her the money to why does he give her money again? Yeah, he's he says, you know, split this among the girls. The girls like he yeah. knows like they're not gonna have a job. And so he kind of feels bad and gives them a bunch of cash. And he, and... And she's the head bitch. And she's yep. like, um, and she's like, thanks a lot. And then he like gives this weird smile and she goes, for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> that was work, dope. Oh, bitch. incredible parting line. Work, bitch. Oh, yes, bitch. And then <sighs> like you just see her pulling away, looking like a boss bitch. Like yep. she's on the back of the train and her boa is like fluttering and she's ah! got this steel in her eyes, her eyebrows, you know, cocked. Oh, smirks at him. It's mm-hmm. great. I'm sorry, Em. But I'm afraid my traveling days are over. Here, divvy this up with the girls, will you? And say goodbye to them for me. All right. Stay in Sandrock. And thanks. Thanks for nothing. But then what happened? <laughs> and then so she gets into the train car and that one guy is there that keeps trying to you know, her. win her over. And yeah. he's like, honey, I'm going to buy you all of San Francisco or whatever. And she's like, 
I can't remember exactly what she says, but then she's like, hang on, I got a present for the girls. And Money. she just, yeah, yeah. She just basically is like, yeah, yeah, hang on. Girl, so she goes, <laughs> yeah, she goes into the next car and there is Judy in her Harvey girl dress, just yeah. looking at the window. And <sighs> this is the best part. This is such a beautiful scene. This is the best, Kristen. This is the best. Yep. She, Angela sits down with, I, sorry, I, I, uh, I picked this M. up from you. I interchange M. the actress name. Yeah. 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 Uh, M. But I think it's fun. Uh, it M sits down and, you know, Judy's just like, I'm going to follow him wherever he goes. Like, if he wants me to be a saloon girl, that's what I'm going to do. Like, she's just made up her mind. Mm-hmm. Like Judy's always ready for an adventure. Like she's ready to her relocate. Her acting, though, her acting, mm. the, tear, the tears. Yes, Judy. Oh my gosh, Judy's um, killing me. She's killing and, me. And then the line. This is the one that we referenced earlier. Yeah. Um, let me get it just right. Unless did you write it down, Emily? I did write um, down. Oh yeah, tell this us. Is, this is the one, Kristen. So yeah. Judy. She's like, well, I'd like to apologize to you. And you're like, why are you apologizing to M? And she's here's here's the quote. Um, She says, I'm from a little town in Ohio, and I was a snob about girls like you. And then she corrects herself. She goes, well, what I thought girls like you were like. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then she says, after all, it's only a matter of style, isn't it? And I was like, she goes, and she's like, some people wear this kind of dress and some people, and I was like, why can't people be like this in 2020? Right. Right. I know. She's like, it's just, you know, basically like there's your, dr- there's a, just basically we all have our own dresses, right? Yeah. Like, and you know, she's talking about more than that. Like if yeah. you can read into what this is about and what these saloon girls, re- you know, what they represent. Would you accept an apology? I'm afraid that maybe I was wrong. I mean, you see, I'm from a little town in Ohio, and I probably acted like a snob about girls like you. I mean, what I thought girls like you were like. And after all, it's only a matter of style, isn't it? I mean, some people wear one kind of dress, and other people wear another. This certainly is the barren, blistered end of creation out here. I don't know. Maybe it's good for the men to have a little entertainment. It's like, why can't we just be like this? Why can't people be kind? Why can't people be kind and accepting and especially the climate we're now, like, um, with you know, people, all the the movement against the the drag community and stuff. Like, why can't this movie came out in 1946. <laughs> right. Right. And Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. And, oh, God, Kristen. Like it was this, it was very important that we see these two women yeah. have some kind of like a, not even a reconciliation, but an understanding. Yeah. And, and that, Judy, I mean, that's the heart of the film. Yeah. And Judy apologizing. She's like, yeah. even though she never said anything outright, like she never like, said anything that was explicitly derogatory but she's like no I, I know you felt judgment coming from me and yeah. I'm going to apologize and I was like Em was like really moved by that and yeah I was like oh my this movie that was written by all men in like yeah. 1946 I was like like not bad <laughs> I can't yeah why can't people just be like this now right 
Ah. It's, yeah, it was such an important moment. Um, and they're both like emotional. And then Emma's like, stop this train. And <laughs> yeah, rips on the emergency brake cord. And she's Judy's so like, what the hell? <laughs> I'm not leaving this train. Like, sorry. She's so, she's so sweet, Emma is. And she, I think they wish each other like good luck or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. Adorable. And then it's like, oh, how symbolic. They stop, like, they meet halfway because, like, he, yeah, Trent and, he and didn't Susan. get on the yeah, so yeah. he didn't get on the train for her. She got on the train for him, and then yep. they stop the train and like he rides towards her and she runs towards him. It's like, oh, they met halfway. Right now, in the middle. What yeah. are they gonna end up doing after this? I don't know. But like right. of course it ends with them getting married because it's a movie <laughs> that came out in 1946. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and all the bridesmaids are in these really amazing fairy oh! winkle blue. Um, we need to talk about this shot. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um but yeah, like they both trip as they're running to see each yeah. other, and it's just the cutest thing ever. And yeah. and they have another backbending kiss. He had um, to bend over because she's like four eleven, so tiny. So yeah. the the wedding scene, you know, it, it cuts to a close up of Trent and Susan smooching on at the altar or whatever. This is they got married in their spot out in the desert. Oh yeah, and yeah, you're right along you know both sides of the aisle are all the harvey girls in these pastel blue dresses and hats with white bouquets and there's townspeople there and but this is all one continuous like crane shot of the camera pulling back mm-hmm. and you know the happy couple walk down the aisle and everyone's you know got their hats up they're so happy and like it it has to be an incredibly expensive shot <laughs> like and it only lasts movie. maybe 10 seconds the whole movie yeah where yeah. Kristen speaking of off topic okay we were so I mentioned we were in ha- Havasu Pie yeah so Havasu Pie is this beautiful place in, in northern Arizona and it, it's on Havasu Pie land so the the indigenous people but you can camp there you have to stay at least three nights you hike down it's like 10 miles down into this place and there's a a waterfall there called Havasu Falls and I learned when I was there that Beyonce shot she like shut down the whole like that entire area so the camp like campers were pissed off because she for one shot in a music video she did the shot lasts maybe 10 seconds and she was there for like like five hours, I want to say. Okay. Wait. So, which artist was this again? Beyonce. Oh, yeah. Beyonce. Yeah, she really? shot a video. I forgot which song it was. Mm. Uh, it was for I think it was for the Lion King soundtrack. But she was like just in front of the waterfall for in the shot lasted maybe five to ten seconds. Wow. But yeah. it took like five hours to shoot. Wow. So when you see, so like the reason I bring that up is that when you see like a shot like the ones we described in this movie, where you're like oh, it's like five seconds of screen time. It took them a day or two to shoot. Yes. You know what I mean? When you oh, see- Oh, great like, point. Yeah. When you see like these really involved sequences and dance numbers with like a hundred or so actors mm-hmm. and animals and like it's outdoor. It's like it, it would have taken like a week. Yes. Ah, oh. like how much work, like all the hours and sweat they put into each shot of this and film. And nothing, nothing is CG. They can't just see- yeah. And they can't like edit, like digitally erase. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like it's a high, it's high stakes. And I think it comes out at, around a time, you know, where live action and theater, you know, like that was entertainment before film came on the scene. And so a lot of these actors 
either them or their parents grew up around, like we were saying, vaudeville. You can't, you know, uh, digitally erase anything from a theatrical production. When it's live, yeah. Yeah, so it's higher pressure, um, even on film, I'd say. Um, So uh, you really feel it. You feel the luxury and, like, uh, the, the expense of so many of these musical numbers and shots and it's in technicolor they make a big deal like this is technicolor yeah. like, yeah. like wizard of oz had come out what seven years before this it was a big deal to see a movie in color yeah so, like it was really a, a huge huge production huge to do it made a big right you know, people really movies were like a thing mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, yeah movies were like uh something you dressed up to go to the movies and it was yeah like an event. it was like an event like a road show I think they would call them ah, mm-hmm. yeah yeah and and that's it that's the picture um hour and 40 minutes like it's pretty short yeah and I really think it um I'm surprised it hasn't been more prevalent when we think of Judy, Judy like yeah I don't know why exactly, but um, you you were telling me, Emily, that RuPaul mentioned the Harvey Girls. Yeah, I was watching, I think, season four of All Stars, All Stars, and they had mm-hmm. a whole episode about Judy, and like he made a Harvey Girls reference, and I was That's like, oh, so cool. Yeah, because like usually when people think of Judy, the first thing is Wizard of Oz. Yeah, and then they'll like a star is born, like Meet Me in St. Louis. But yeah, Harvey Girls is kind of one of the ones that doesn't come up. I loved it. I loved oh, it. Oh, so glad. I'm so glad. I, loved, I loved it. I ended up buying it on Amazon. I was oh, like, good. I'm going like, to watch this again. <laughs> so freaking good. And dear oh. listeners slash viewers slash wherever you are, like passengers. I, you passengers, that's right. Um, I'm going to have to practice that, get used to it, saying that, but I hope you've enjoyed listening to us talk about this film and, and I hope you enjoy watching it. Like it really is like, uplifting uh comedy lovely delightful yeah colorful um yeah just makes you feel good yeah and just along with our little caveats you know of <laughs> yeah which we mentioned at the beginning of the time yeah. yes because yeah. it's important we don't erase that but mm-hmm. uh judy you know the the dresses oh it's the costume just, watch for the co- just a, a true treat stunning yeah yes one to watch, one to savor, one to watch again and again. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, if you like this episode, you know, give us a shout out in the comments, give us a rating. Um, you can find us on female driven podcast on Instagram uh, and catch us at the next one for another Judy film. Yeah. We're hoping to, yeah. I think the next one will probably do Wizard of Oz. I'm thinking. Okay, I was going to ask you, Wizard of Oz or Meet Me in St. Louis? Yeah, we're going to do those, those two. Which yeah. one? Which one? I guess. <laughs> no, but we are enjoying it. We're about to, uh, we are relishing our summer of Judy, and we hope, yes. you, we hope you do too, wherever you are. Yeah. We so, love you, passengers. Thank you. Thank you. We'll <laughs> see you later. Ah, at the adjacent to be good. Santa Fe. We have to go feed the train now. Yeah. I'm about to go have a dance off with some hot saloon girls. <laughs> <laughs> West Side Story style. <laughs> but that's how I'm about to spend my Sunday afternoon. <laughs> I appreciate that. Get out your feather boas. Yeah. Your fishnet tights and have a dance off. <laughs> All right. We will see you later for continuation of Summer of Judy. Bye. Come sailing 
Make my wedding 